What's happening, weirdos? A lovely, delightful, and hilarious talk with my buddy Brad Williams. I've done his podcast a number of times. It's called About Last Night with our buddy uh, Adam Ray as the co-host. So check that out. I really enjoyed our talk here. And as I say, I always want to get to it as quickly as possible. A couple things to plug up top. My next Largo show is October 11th. Uh, I do a monthly stand-up show at the Largo Theater in Los Angeles. You can go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. I'm also on tour currently, and you can go to PeteHolmes.com. My terrible website has been revamped. That's just a landing page for tickets. Washington, D.C. on October 25th. Fairfield, Connecticut on November 2nd. Boston on November 9th. And New York, New York manhattan november 10th i'm about to announce a whole slew of tour dates all over the place i'll announce it here i'll tweet it um and you can always check back on petehomes.com but uh, i'm going all over the place and it's going to be awesome the shows that were great in denver and i can't wait to uh tour this hour and see what you guys think um i also want to say that my buddy david nickturn who did this podcast he's a great teacher of mine he's a wonderful Buddhist teacher and musician. He has a new book that is out today called Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck, sort of merging the three worlds in a very creative and interesting way. So check out Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck by David Nickturn out today. Also, my buddy Andrew Morantz. A lot of books coming out, and these are just sort of friend plugs. Uh, He has a great book that I'm uh, working my way through. Working my way through sounds like I'm struggling. I mean, I'm just now beginning. It's called Antisocial. Andrew Morantz has written an incredible book, uh, very chilling about the current climate and the role of the internet in that. Um, I also have records that are available that I'm only promoting on this podcast on 800poundgorillarecords.com slash Pete Holmes. The proceeds for the Living at Largo uh, record are going 100% to the Littlest Littlest Tumor Foundation. So that's wonderful. Uh, Show your support and get a cool, fun, limited edition record on that website. And as always, I want to give a shout out to the Pete's Picks. As I mention every week, I don't do traditional ads on this podcast. I just do Pete's Picks, which are actually products. I'm actually sitting next to my Alpha Brain. This is my Alpha Brain right here. That's my Alpha Brain Instant, which I take when I want to get it into me a little bit faster. Alpha Brain is a nootropic, which is uh, a fancy way of saying brain vitamin. Basically, it's earth-grown ingredients. It's not a stimulant. It's not like coffee. It doesn't make you jittery. Uh, It just gives you the nutrition that your brain needs for memory, communication, and focus. Basically, for the past four or five years, anytime I've done a podcast, anytime I've written a script, anytime I've done stand-up, literally... If I'm just going out on a date and I want to be clear and able to communicate and pay attention, I take a couple Alpha Brain, two or three Alpha Brain, 15 minutes before, and it's one of those things that I swear by. I wish I had it in college. <laughs> it, it makes my work life and my personal life so, so much better. And like I said, it's not something that uh, peps you up. It just gives you wonderful earth-grown botanicals that your brain needs to function. It's clinically studied, and it is shown to support memory and focus, and I swear by it. And you can try it. People sometimes come up to me and ask me for Alpha Brain. I always have it on me. You can try it. Go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off your purchase and show your support of this podcast. Literally a product that has changed my life for the better in a huge way. So if you use your brain, <laughs> uh, Alpha Brain can make it that much easier to use it effectively. So go to onnit.com slash weird. The other Pete's pick, which is sitting right here, there it is, is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. Hemp, obviously you hear hemp, the hemp plant, 
people smoke it and get some stoned. But what Charlotte's Web hemp oil is, is it's CBD. They use science. <laughs> they use science to remove the THC and they leave the body and brain beneficial CBD. So it is not an intoxicant. It doesn't get you stoned or anything like that. It just helps take the edges off of life. It helps me, it, speaking anecdotally, uh, for me personally, it's a wonderful stress reducer. It's a wonderful, wonderful mood elevator. When I'm traveling, um, when I'm working, when I was on the set of Crashing, I used to ask for it. It was in my makeup bag. They'd come by and they'd powder my face and they'd ask me if I wanted my Happy Juice. Happy Juice is, was what I called Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. It just helps me ease and flow and move with whatever it is I'm doing with a little bit more grace and ease and a little bit quicker to f smile, a little bit quicker to laugh and a little bit quicker to just say yes to whatever it is I have to do while keeping my brain uh, sharp and in the game. They also make wonderful uh, soothing bombs so you can get hemp on you in that way. And as I always say, there are other places you can get CBD, but the Stanley brothers who make Charlotte's Web are the only people that I found that grow their hemp in Colorado for human consumption. So if you'd like to try it, this is the best way, is to, I get the original formula, go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code keepitcrispy19 and you'll get 10% off and show your support for this show. The third and final Pete's pick is cachava. I had cachava twice today. It is a plant-based superfood drink mix made of the most exotic, nutrient-rich superfoods known to man they these the kachava team literally i've talked to them personally they go into the jungle into the amazon to find the most beneficial uh ways to deliver these nutrients to people that they're not getting it's 100 percent plant-based you're going to get omega-3s uh not from an anonymous source of weird mercury-filled fish but from plants from chia seeds from flax seeds there's eight Superfruits build into, built into it. 17 greens and veggies. Really hard for me to get my greens and veggies when I'm on the road. So I just take a bag of cachava with me. Boom. For everybody that's wondering how to eat more plant-based, how to eat more healthy, how to get more nutrients, how to get that nutri nutrient high that I talk about on the show, cachava is a wonderful way to get it in you. Gluten-free, soy-free, no artificial sweeteners, but there's just enough coconut nectar, which is a low glycemic sweetener, for it to actually be delicious. There's powdered coconut milk in there, which mixes with the water, which is why it's good even in just water. Or you can make it with like an almond milk, throw some frozen strawberries in there, tastes like strawberry chocolate ice cream. It's incredible. Val loves it. I love it. 24 grams of plant-based protein, 9 grams of fiber, and it keeps you full for hours. I didn't know that. I wanted to try it because and use it because it makes me feel amazing, but a lot of people get weight loss benefits from it because it's like a meal and a pill and keeps you full and keeps you full on clean, healthy, wonderful ingredients. You can get 20% off and show your support of the show by going to Kachava, K-A-C-H-A-V-A, kachava.com slash weird. So try some Alpha Brain, try some CW Hemp, or try some cachava, or try all three. And I hope to see you out on the road, PeteHolmes.com, for tickets. I will see you guys in Connecticut and D.C., Boston and New York, with many more to come. In the meantime, enjoy my chat with the wonderful Brad Williams. Get into it. Brad! Yeah, sorry, really. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I love it. I love it. It's a curse. It's it? Like... I mean, it's a blessing unless you're in this town, which everything is late. Like, like if I was in the Midwest or like, and I, I, I feel like I'd be great. Like, Brad, I'd be great. I'm going to disagree with you, man. I think what you're doing 
is setting a, a good standard. <laughs> no fooling. We're recording. Come on. This is the oh. bet. This is the show. Oh. Make it happen. I'm just kidding. Oh, we just go. We do just go. I like these sounds. It's very NPR. Like, what am I doing? What is this? What is, what is he doing? Are you starting your own ASMR podcast? Should we be like... Oh, that's funny. I did ASMR on the podcast the other day. Really? Yeah. What do you? What did you do? Just whispered. You just, do? just whispered the entire podcast. I was thinking if I did the ads whispering, they'd be more compelling. Alpha, so, Alpha Brain is, Alpha Brain is a nootropic. It's, on it. It's on it, Alpha Brain. It's, <laughs> it's made with Brad. Yes. Brad, it's made from earth-grown ingredients. Earth-grown. Things that come from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's made from earth-grown ingredients. It's all natural. It's all natural. How do you think Joe Rogan got so fucking ripped? It's also... <laughs> It's almost like you're slowly moving away, just like, okay. Yeah. So you do on it, but then. <laughs> That's it. If you fade out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fade out. I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> but, but I try and I try and I try and I do. I'll the, say who's vocal on the Twitter community. Who's that? Every fucking buddy. Why do I care? I go on Twitter and I go, why am I? These are people who tweeted. Why? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I was going to say people who hate people who eat, <coughs> who eat on podcasts. Oh, really? They love, they love, they hate as much as they hate people on eating on podcasts. Yeah. They love tweeting about it. Oh, so it's just directly like proportional. The, uh, the sound of mastication. Yeah, they, they they don't like it. Mastication. Yeah, that's one of my SAT words. It's too severe <laughs> for chewing. Yeah, but it, 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 it's one of those things. It's one of those very annoying words where you say it and, it, and everyone just pauses and does exactly what you just what said. I goes, did. just fucking say chewing. It, it, yeah. It's easier. It's better. Masticate. Yeah, it sounds too much like masturbate. Yeah, it, it it's like uh, it, it's like when you say you defenestrated someone. What's that one? Use, Wait, use it in context. Um, I was. I want a chance. All right. Uh, <laughs> I caught my wife with another man on the thirty on on the thirty second floor of the high rise. So I defenestrated him. You took his genitals. You throw him out the window. Wow. <laughs> I should have used the context clues. You could have taken his genitals off on the ground floor. <laughs> that was the detail. Defenestrate? Yeah, it means it means the act of throwing someone out a window. Can you fart and then go? I'm going to defenestrate this and open the window. Can you? Just, can it be a, can a vapor? You, can you defenestrate a, 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 a vapor? A vapor? Does it, what does it I have to so. weigh to be defenestratable? These are all questions that are way outside my pay grade. I like that. Yeah, I say that a lot. Yeah, I like saying things are outside of my pay grade. But we're but we're both doing very well. I think it's in our pay grade. You mean financially? <laughs> yes, I can afford to say definitive. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever the fine is. Oh God, 
cancel culture is coming after you for saying defenestrate. I'm going to defenestrate. Some, someone's going to write you. Someone's going to tweet you and be like, my grandfather was defenestrated. Well, someone's grandfather, can you self-defenestrate? Like suicide? Ooh, I don't know. You can I, self-defenestrate. I, I, I don't know if that's a thing. I, 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 I think that's... you just say suicide. But I think you just say suicide. I don't know if self-defenestrating is a thing, but that's uh, that's that's definitely happened. What know? self-defenestrating? Yeah. If that, you were going to do it, mm-hmm. it's a dark question. Sure. Well, hey, this is. I wouldn't want to jump out of something. This is the name of the podcast. Who right? wants a thrill? And then, <laughs> like, who's like, you know what? I'm in the mood. For? I want to ride mood. a roller coaster that slams into a brick wall. Yeah. I want to go. Woo! I and do want to it's say in. it's not because you said cancel culture. I do want to be sensitive, sure. and I just yeah, I feel like Seinfeld. It sounds like something it'd say in comedians and cars. I just don't understand having. Well, it's probably because it's your closest option, and now we're sad, <laughs> and now it's sad, <laughs> and now it's a sad time. Let's yeah. do something nicer. Okay, you're funny and you're Brad, and you're here. Yay! Thank you. You're Th- funny and you're Brad, and you're here. That sounds like my intro song. If I were on Sesame Street, Brad. <laughs> Um, no, I'm always happy to talk to you for yeah. about last night. I've been on many times. Yes, you, yes. And every time I times. do it, I go, why hasn't Brad been on my podcast? And I don't say anything because it's awkward. Right. For and, me. And, yeah. And, and But that's it, it's always that thing where when you have a podcast or you have a, or you have a show, as you did with Crashing, yeah. it's like you want to be able to just... Well, now to, I have a new apology for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you never on Crashing. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, but it's that exact thing where it's like sometimes you just want to be able to talk to someone and not have to be like, okay... I, I have to invite you on the thing. I have yeah. to do the like. Well, it's a little bit exhausting. How do you feel doing a podcast? If you have a podcast, yes. Do you record multiple episodes in a day? Yeah, we did. You do. We did three the other day. Oh God! Because why? Uh, well, How many times a week are you coming out? Well, because there's uh, once a week, but there's like we're we're our schedules are so because there's two zizus. There's two of us. There's, there's me and there's Adam Ray, and this is and now we're our lives are getting bigger they're getting better they're getting uh more more involved uh you made an, uh, you made the announcement mm. on, on our podcast that uh that val was pregnant yeah and Th- you're gonna be a dad yeah so Guess now i'm coming on this one texted adam ray <laughs> this guy yeah and uh so I, and Congrats, so now it's man. Come, now it's come full circle full circle you're is this what you but you've you've announced it yes i've announced it okay. I've, I, I i've announced it um i had to cancel some shows i had to not go on the chris jericho rock and wrestling rager at sea uh oh that was a bummer uh, <laughs> i can't tell if you're joking i'm not i have nothing i have nothing against chris jericho he's the sports guy he's the sports guy uh he's uh i'm not trying to be funny no no i know he's he's a, that sports jerk i'm just kidding no who is he? he's the sports guy he's he, very popular he's a pro wrestler and he's also the lead singer not who of, I was a, of a met of a heavy met of a heavy metal band called fozzy <laughs> Fozzie the Bear? I mean, I don't know how they got this the name. This one's called Waka Waka Waka. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they don't I do know that. Chris Jericho from the Tweetsters, I think, because he's a okay. comedy guy and he occasionally yeah. does, uh, tweet comedy things. Yeah, he uh, and he has comedy on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. I don't know Stop why I'm plugging, plugging it. it. I should not. I should not Edit plug out. someone else's cruise. No, I when should. you have the about last night cruise. We do. I know. Yeah. Guess who texted oh. Adam Ray? Because <laughs> your Wikipedia is lacking. Yeah, well, I don't know. I didn't it. worry about... Yeah, I know, but that's what Wikipedia is. You have yeah. to invite people with ASMR. <laughs> please, please go to... Please update my Wikipedia page. 
How does it not say you met your wife in a three-way app <laughs> we're, we're, on your Wikipedia We're page. jumping around to a lot of different topics. I know. We, don't we, worry about we, it. We, we will streamline. We will bring it all back. We, we, we will talk about the baby. Oh, that's my, that's my Kendall will... from Succession. You just kind of talked like, do you watch Succession? No, I don't. Oh, Shit. then forget it. I heard it's a great well, show. Dad, though. we're going to streamline. We're going <laughs> to come at it from multiple angles. We're going to close it. We're going to make it happen. What do you mean we're going to make it happen? What do you mean, Kendall? These are great impressions if you watch I know the. I know the old guy. Yeah, there you go. I know that Well, I was person. in Super Troopers. <laughs> you probably know me from Super Troopers. Yes. Because you seem like a comedy guy. <laughs> you, that is a guy that's old enough that would just immediately address you being a dwarf. He'd be like, look at you. <laughs> Uh, it's funny you say that. Like, if you met my dad, yeah. comment one would be something. When it's I'm, like your, your yeah. stand-up routine. It's like when, funny shit just happens. When You're I talking met, about my dad. Yeah, when I met Jim Jeffries' dad, he did a very si- he did a very similar thing yeah. where, where he just goes, Ah, well, look at you. Like, yeah, yeah. you're... Y'all something? Yeah, there it is. That's what it is. <laughs> and you're just like, oh boy. Okay. I feel like Here in the old go. days before streaming TV, that's that was people's entertainment was to just like point out reality. <laughs> Look at that weird bird. Look at that bird flying with one wing. Yeah, it's only taking a left, isn't it, Jim? Yeah. You're going to grow up to be a shocking comedian. <laughs> ah, well, you got you got a lazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Which way are you looking there? That was their Netflix. Right. Look at that woman. She's got one long hair on her arm. Could you imagine (laughs) that it said, like, you just insulted someone's lazy eye? We also recommend. Ah, People who insulted a lazy eye also enjoyed. Also enjoyed. Look at that one big shoe. (laughs) This one's got one big shoe. I also Also enjoyed laughing at dwarves. (laughs) Jim Jeffries is from Australia. Yes. I feel like there's more frankness. Yes. Like, and British. Yes. I know it's a different culture. It's similar, but it's yeah, similar yeah. to me, similar. Yeah, because we're because we're Americans. So I heard the voice. Any, any, anything off the United yeah. States of America that involves white people, it's all similar. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah. It's we call it Europe. <laughs> Europe adjacent. It's Europe. Australia is not Europe. It's Europe. <laughs> That's us. It is. You can spend a euro there. <laughs> They'll take a euro. Nayu. Can you say no like an Australian? Nayu. Nayu. <laughs> No, no, you. That see now it sounds like you're going back to the, the Rolling Stones, like doing that. Uh, no, 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 Keith. <laughs> yeah, Keith. No, I was watching a documentary about mm. the Rolling Stones, and I was like, shit, this is ten years old, and they look real fucking old. W- was this the one where they were touring South America? Yeah, I've seen that one, and that was old, right? Yeah, it's That's like old. it's like ten years old, and they it's look ten years old, and, and you're they like, look dead. <laughs> <laughs> They look. It's ten years ago. It looks like you know those things you stoke a fire with. (laughs) It looks like they found their bodies and were like, (laughs) (laughs) one, two, three, four. And then after the show, they just wheeze out. Uh, Put them back in the case. There's one house in my neighborhood that has put out their Halloween decorations, and one is Mick Jagger. It 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 could pass. Oh. I I think it's a skeleton, but uh, <laughs> it's it, like you, you you walk by and go, if you put a scarf on that, that's hilarious. Mick Jagger, but the swagger. Oh, and still dancing after I a heart know. surgery. We we know. make fun because they're better than us. I know, and they're going to live longer than we than, than we will. Probably, I will probably die before Keith Richards. <laughs> I don't. Well, I feel like the way he's going. Yeah. 
<laughs> Katie, check Twitter real quick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel see, like we should. Uh, see, you know when someone's on the mask singer and they trend and everyone yeah. just thinks they, they're dead? I thought Martin Short died. I thought Dana Carvey died. I was so scared. I was very scared. Right. And I just had dinner with Dana like two weeks ago. And so, so I was like, uh, oh, God. No, no. You, you, you look so full of life. I know. <laughs> DC. I call him DC. I call DC. him DC Benny. I have not. Uh, I have not gotten that that good with him. Where I, where, where I, don't I can call him DC. DC. You had dinner with him. Yeah, that's fun. It was nice. He he gave me advice on uh, what he say how to be a father and uh. balance career because he kind of walked away from a lot of stuff and uh, so he could focus more on on, on being a father. He and, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Beta. Yeah. Rick Rick Moranis is a fascinating character to me. Because I think there was a tragedy, and then he was like, "I'm out, and I'm just going to raise my kids." Yeah, I find that very moving. But DC kind of did that in a beta way. <laughs> yeah, like where, a small way. Yeah, he just kind of kept doing stand up. He didn't do as many movies or anything like. And I was ask, and I was asking him advice on how to do that. Uh, and my wife was also with us, and he was talking to her like, "Hey, this is a performer's brain. This is how. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what you have to. This is what you have to realize." Or are are you going through any of that right now? Because how old is your kid? We don't know. You don't. I'm just kidding. Uh, Carbon date it. <laughs> her one one birth one year birthday was on the 23rd, and her party is tomorrow. Look at that! Look at that! That's uh, amazing. Another thing I didn't ask you to do. <laughs> Oh, no. I wasn't on Crashing. I know. I, this is my first time Brand. on this podcast. I wasn't yeah, we're invited not there. To, a, to, to a one-year-old's party. After the podcast, we then you be. then you're maybe in the in the mix. Yes. Like you want to be at a one-year-old's birthday party. I've been at one before. What do you mean? Yeah, I, just I, I got nieces and nephews. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. It's, he, it's, he, I was just talking to Gary Goldman. It's like a very dark Seinfeld joke. He goes, at your first birthday mm-hmm. and, oh, and your hundredth birthday, someone has to go, these are your friends. <laughs> It's so true. Dark. Yeah, and everyone just invited kids from the neighborhood. I think it's just an, I think it's those one year birthday parties are are an excuse for the parents to day drink. And yeah, a see, lot of things are see other parents and see and see adults because I yeah. uh, my friends who have kids have told me that there's times when they just go I need to get out of the house. I need to go. I need to see an adult. I need to see someone who may not yeah. throw up on me or shit themselves yeah. for two hours. That's a Nick Swartzen bit, too. Oh, it is? He, he, something about, like, hanging out with me when I'm drunk is like babysitting oh, okay. baby. Like, why is he crying? We don't know. <laughs> he we himself. don't know. <laughs> he shit himself and he hasn't left his room. It's really funny. Yeah, and, and so I'm trying to – so I had dinner with Dana so I could talk to him about that in terms of, What like, did he say about the performer's brain, though? Well, just that, like, how – your brain has to change in that when you have a child, now your career and you are not the most important thing. That's what's so healthy about it. Yes. It's wonderful. Because right now, or like before you have a kid, it's it's always the career. It's always the career. Like even in even though you're in a relationship, even though you're married, even though you're yeah. whatever, like it, it's it's still it's still the career. But right. then you have the kid in like I'm, I remember just finding out that my wife was pregnant, and I describe people that go, and I go, everything just melted away. You? Everything melted yeah. away. Oh, I told Dax, her. Dax Shepard, <laughs> I love this. Wait, put a pin in that. Okay. Dax Shepard said having a kid was the cure to all of his existential crises. Yes, because you don't, you don't care. You don't care. And here's what else they don't tell you, Brad. I love. I'm not going to give you a whole spiel. I've been hanging out with my dad, who was doing some heavy dad's planning. Mm. He went on a tear about the Vietnam War okay. that started with him saying, "You can't talk about it. You weren't there." By the way, my dad did not fight in Vietnam, <laughs> so he wasn't there in either. In the middle of it, he was like, "It was Vietnam, okay? It was yeah. a different time." I almost went, and I almost <laughs> said, 
that makes you almost qualified to talk uh, about it. But instead, I just listened to him for like seven minutes, and I was like, they do, they don't know what mansplaining or dad's playing. No, he just thinks so, he's talking. That's so funny. <laughs> he's like, that, why, that was a great conversation. <laughs> It's I like, love catching up with Peter. Yeah. I told him about Korea. I told him about McGovern or whatever the fuck he was saying. I wasn't in there. I didn't meet any of Dude, those people, but I, that's what happened. I don't want to vent too much, but my father just makes declarations. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, Leo's got blue eyes. <laughs> he just says shit. And my mother is in her own way just looking for love. It's kind of sweet, yeah. but she's not really... In the way that you and I are having a conversation, which I value kind of more than anything, mm-hmm. in a group setting, my mother is just kind of testing to see if you're listening to her. So she'll speak very quietly. My dad's like, and that's why a trumpet has three buttons. And my mom, while he's going, he's like, yeah, do this. maybe we could go down to the shop. And we're like, what? It's yeah. just... Do you love me? You, it's you so funny in? because... Will you lean in and listen? Your parents are essentially doing two different tactics for how to deal with hecklers. That's hilarious. Where your dad tries to overshout them. You're funny. And then... Love it. Because what I do with hecklers is I get quiet. Go small. Yeah. Don't dance. No. I'm not here to sword fight. No, because then, the, then the heckler gets louder. That's right. So then I get I get softer. Brad. You're, then... such, you're such a good stand-up, too. I want to point that out. I was Thank watching you. your special. It's fucking great. Thank you. And But it's, it's more than the material. Like, you're a great performer, and you're really seasoned, and I just want to give you some respect for that. Thank one. you. Uh, yeah, it, it's... Uh, it, it's Thank you. And it's interesting that uh, the performance aspect goes into like all parts of life. When we say put a pit in it, uh, put a pin in pin it, in how, it, how yeah. I told my wife yeah. that we were pregnant, uh, I made that into a performance. Because yeah. uh, she, she did the thing on the stick, and she's like, I, she I, I don't want to look on the stick. And I said, I, I will look on the stick. Yeah, and, and then I will tell you. So I will look I, on the stick. I thought that something may. I, I thought that we would probably have good news. So you were trying. Uh, yes, you were remaining. Yes, as I call it. I yeah, remaining. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow. That, I, that, remain. That, that's so vague, and yet I know exactly yes. what that means. And you know what's funny? Audiences know too. Yeah, I go. I didn't do anything. I just remained. I just. <laughs> And they I didn't move. Every guy uh, that has a pregnant wife or a comedian, we all have a version of that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You, you get your turn with it. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's like on. a rite of passage. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's oh. like put that anywhere when right. a waitress drops a plate. Yeah. Or a waiter. Yeah. Men are clumsy, too. Let me tell you, Peter, more waitresses are clumsy. Okay, Jesus fuck. So, so you looked at the stick. Yeah. I And then I thought something may, may happen, been a so I queued something up. And uh, I saw the stick, and I looked at, I looked at my wife, and I said, "Alexa, play." And then you just heard, uh, "Well, I just heard the news today. Oh my! Seems God. my life is gonna change." You don't have to speed up. I oh, know yeah. this is arms wide oh, open. Oh yeah, by Creed, by Creed, third album. And she just looked. <laughs> I have a bit right now about all these bands that we're supposed to hate. If Creed comes on, volume up, windows up. up. Who's not... 
Who's not singing Nickelback's Rockstar? That's, That's what a I'm great saying. That's fucking one of my song. examples. Look at this photograph! <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to put that through our critical mind? Right. Just listen to Why it, can't you we fucking just enjoy cock. it? It's the same thing about Doritos. I know they're horrible for me. Scientists at Frito-Lay know what I want. Let them give it to me once every while, in a while. It's fine. I'll eat the whole bag. Let I got a problem. It. I got yeah. a fucking problem. Yeah. I got a fucking problem. So you put on fucking Arms Wide Open? Yeah, because I know that's fun. a song he wrote about having a kid. So, uh, oh, no, I thought about, about, about G. Oh, is that song about Jesus? They're all kind of about Jesus. They're kind of big. You created (laughs) my own prison! I loved Creed. Hey, anyone who says, like, everyone loved Creed in the moment, and then, like, three years later, they're like, oh, I never liked Creed. It's like Dave Matthews. Like, at some point in the mid... Have we reached that point with Dave Dave Matthews I'm not sure. I think he's having a matthews assance. I was in Denver, Colorado. And I'm about to name drop uh, the the aforementioned Joe Rogan was also in Denver, Colorado. Uh, so me and I, I went to his hotel and I had a lovely breakfast with him and Andrew Santino. And it was great. And we, when we went there, Dave Matthews was also in the same hotel oh. do, doing a show. You and, knew because you heard. He's on room service. in the morning. And sourdough toast, some <laughs> and I'm yawning. It's been a day with hollandaise sauce. Keep the bacon nice and crispy. I this hope. is my order. I hope he narrates his whole life like that. I really do, I'm too. I'm having sex with my wife. <laughs> he puts his condom on so I can remain. <laughs> It's not quite the same, but I'm coming in rubber, and I lose my erection. <laughs> the week ends. He just loves it. See, that's what yeah. I mean. We're just enjoying it's doing that. singing ants marching, yeah. fucking windows up, volume up. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and so Dave Matthews was the there, yep. and uh, we never saw him, but there were fans outside the yeah. hotel. All day. Yeah, it's like fish and great. All bed. day. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine? Under if I my said balcony like... <laughs> screaming, take these fans away! Wow, we're having fun today. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, it, it, like you imagine if someone said, hey, Pete, what'd you do today? And you said, oh, I waited outside a hotel room to hopefully get a glimpse of another human yeah. being. And it wasn't even him. It was Tom Hanks <laughs> in a flannel. And you were like, out of the way, Tom Hanks! <laughs> I'm trying to look for Dave Matthews. For a second, I thought it was him. <laughs> it, was it was just Tom, Tom Hanks. It was just Tom Hanks. That's what was Tom, Tom Hanks' impression. Was it? Yeah, you're like, I, I can't Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it. I was trying to do Will Ferrell the other Say day. Say Wilson. <laughs> Wilson! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will Ferrell's like, and I and I went ahead and I, I booked him. I couldn't do it. I, mm-hmm. He's got like a, a way of speaking. I'm I'm good at impressions of people that people don't know yet. I like that. <laughs> like, uh, I can do Adam Egget from from the Comedy Store. Didn't we talk about this? I only do the book shows. Oh, okay. not be- not for any reason, but because the circles back mm. to what we were saying mm. is that um, when you have a kid, yes, you only. I'm not going to tell you what you what you're going to do. You might do it differently. Yeah, I only started doing shows where I can be done, you know, early mm-hmm. because you got to get up early. Or I like yeah. getting up early. Yeah. So with the baby, not just what if I got up? I like getting up early and watch Val with the baby. 
<laughs> yeah, tend to it. Do it. Tend to it. Heat the milk. Heat the milk. Let it suckle. <laughs> Good latch. Um, no, I. so I only do the 8 o'clock shows. That's the first thing that goes mm. out. People are like, we got a 1045. I'm like, like, no. No, can't do it. Because after I do stand-up, I'm high for a few hours. Yes. So I need to do, I want to go on around 830. And anyway, and, I, and for me, I'm 40. I've been doing stand-up for about 20 years. I like to perform about three times a week, and the book shows accommodate that. So mm-hmm. I don't need the, like, the... It's not that I don't need David mm-hmm. Egon. Adam Egot. David Egon. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the booker of the comedy nor- the North Star. <laughs> yes. I don't know anything. Yes. Anyway, so, but, goes back to what we were saying. Here's what I wanted to tell you. Yeah. So there's, people tell you about how your life changes. You have to, like, get up and all this stuff. Right. First of all... Val and I have no memory of what life was like before. But it's only it, been a year. It doesn't, yeah, it's only been a year. Yeah. And that, I mean that in a good way. You're, mm. you're almost confused. You're like, what did we do? That's what Dax means, is there's always kind of something to do, yeah. even if it's just hanging out with the baby. It's not like activities about. Right, right, right. But there's always kind of somebody there that you're hanging out with. It, so it sort of fills your days. But here's what they don't tell you and which, what I wish people would tell you. Mm-hmm. Your baby will get up. Especially yeah. in the first four weeks or whatever, there's going to be a lot of time. Um, Rich Blomquist and Kristen Shaw were like, "It's like camping. That keep that one. It, mm. uh, you, you do whatever you want, but mm. I find it helpful. Okay, you and your wife going to be up in the middle of the night multiple times, and if you go like this is like camping." It changes how you perceive it. Oh, rather than like, oh, I have to wake up. It's like the, an adventure. The, yeah, it's like, hey, look this at, thing that you look wait at what we get to do nine months for, and yeah. now you're having like, you know, when you're camping, you might wake up because an owl is outside your tent, right? And it's like I've taught myself to speak. <laughs> Open the tent. Well, <laughs> that's only if you did mushrooms while yeah. you were camping. <laughs> that the owls talk. You know to what you. podcast you're on, man? <laughs> you know I party. Yeah. Um, the other thing they don't tell you is when you get up. Yes, it interrupts your sleep, but you're in love. Yeah. That's what they don't tell you. Yeah. To most people, they hear a baby. Like on an airplane, it's we've annoying. had our baby lose uh, yeah. her shit a little bit on an airplane. Mm-hmm. She's pretty great, but she'll cry. You don't hear it the same way. No. I'm not saying it's music. It's right. not like pleasant, but there's so much information in your baby's cry. You're like synthesizing it. You're like, does she need help? Does she just need me to be yeah. calm? Is this is a she food hungry? cry? Does like, she need a little this? walk? Tired cry. Most people just hear, you hear all this stuff. So it's different for you because you're in love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same way for relationship things. Like, sometimes I find myself telling stories about my wife going, oh, wow, if I was an outside perspective, Hearing this story, I, I I would think it was lame or like, wow, yeah. that's she, you're pussy whipped or whatever. And I right. go, no, 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 I like this. Yeah, that's right. I like this. I, I have to watch this. myself how lame our life is. Like we went to, we're talking about showbiz things. We went to a fun premiere party. There you go. <clears throat> and we left to come home and watch Succession. I think we can round the wagon, Dad, <laughs> and uh, really attack this from, are you watching it? Is this okay? It's good? Now I need to. We just can, for the just you know, this impression. IPOs, KPAs, um, and really... Uh, he always says something kind of hip hop too. He's trying to be like the young guy. <laughs> it's not going to work, Kendall. You got no killer instinct. <laughs> Great second album. Uh, uh, yeah, no, and and I'm sorry I interrupted thing, you, Brad, no, with fine. an impression. It's fine. You uh, can't get the, the the thing that people are telling me that I'm like they're trying to do it. To warn me, they're trying to tell me that thing that like, oh, you're never going to go out now. Your life's going to change. Yeah. You're never going to go out now. And I'm just like, good. I have a bit about that. Oh, yeah? I, I, I'm not saying you can't do the bit. Okay. 
because uh, I feel like this might be a bit for you, and I want you to have I'm it. searching for it right now. I said when we had a dog, that was a great excuse to not go out, but yeah. now we're like, we can't. You have a one-woman show? I wish. Our babysitter <laughs> is dead. We're going to her funeral. I'm, I wish we could be there, because yeah. I don't want to go out. And then the second part of the bit is people shouldn't say go out now when your wife is pregnant. You yeah. should watch fucked up movies now, because like us is off the menu after you have a baby. Yeah. You don't want to watch a movie about four doppelgangers breaking into your home and stealing your children. No. You're just like, oh, yeah. that's for other people. Yeah. That's not for, yeah. I, and I've already started like crying at things. We ate that, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm in I, an impression mood. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like I cried at Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. I watched it again. Yeah. And the ending oh, with the yeah. dad makes me cry now. And it's like, oh, because yes. now I get it. Brad. Even before, the do- even before my daughter's born. Yeah. Indiana wants the dog's name. Listen, <laughs> that is one of the great benefits is you see and feel so much more. Yeah. And your heart opens so much more. And there's a real, I don't want to sound too evangelical, meaning trying to get people to have kids. I sure. think most comedians mm-hmm. go ahead and stick to the 3 a.m. Twix. Like, we're fine. <laughs> so, we don't need you as a parent. <laughs> yeah. My uh, Duncan Trestle, I heard him say recently, he yeah. was like, we need comedians to be wild because it's like going to the zoo. You go and see yeah. like wild people. And, and that's great. So not everybody needs to like kind of merge. Yeah. Worlds. In the words of Lauren Michaels, everyone loves the monkeys. I love that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Everyone. Uh, he, he, we said, are the monkeys. he says that everyone goes to see the monkeys when, when you go to the zoo. And yeah, you would not like it. Unfiltered. If, if you went to see the monkeys and, and, the, and, the monkeys were sitting on their couch watching Netflix. That's like, right. You, you, you want you, them monkeying around. Yeah, you it's want them a verb. swinging. You yeah. want them throwing their poo at each yeah, other. You want them right. doing that. You want your That really helped me understand. That's yeah. why when I do it, no matter how like tranquil I might be feeling zen or calm, when I get on stage, I want to get in touch with the part of me that's bothered. Yes. Like Sebastian, I like to be bothered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's fun. Yes. The monkeys. Yes. yes. You it, know it's fun to be that part of you yeah, and, that's right. and that part of you well done yeah and and it, it, it's good and it's healthy because you get that out and thankfully we have the opportunity to get that out in an environment controlled. that supports that that's yes right. it's controlled You're i not... get off stage most nights and i go what is everyone else doing this is why there's a weird guy at the office that's still saying fucked up shit is he needs to find a yes. better outlet yes and with, we with my dad I, I don't know what it is i, I don't know what it was poker games mm-hmm I don't know. It would be nice if we weren't fucked up, but everybody is a little bit. And yeah. we have this wonderful way to let out some of our weirder thoughts. Yeah. Even if they're just, Val wrote this joke. I love it. I go, you ever have to poop so bad you pee second? <laughs> like most people, my mom can't just say that at church. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to know what would happen if she did. I know. It would be, uh, like, be a weird one. She'd be the talk of the town. But anyway, I'm saying not every comedian needs to have a baby. Correct. I'm told, obviously, but I do see there's a risk in the comedy world and show business in general to become what I would call a vampire, like a Nosferatu. You live in a castle. You have no one you love. Right. And it doesn't have to be kids or wife or or husband or family. I'm just talking about like, let's keep friends in our lives. Yes. Let's have rituals. Like Gary Shandling is a great example. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a wife. He didn't have kids, but he had a regular fucking basketball basketball game. And he mentored people. This is what I'm saying. Don't. If you just come down the hill, do a set, and go back, and just, I don't know, that's, that's like a myth. It's, you're a mythic figure. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. Uh, Have some love. Neil, Neil Brennan was on stage at the store the other night 
talking about like he doesn't understand why people get married and why people have kids like he doesn't get it ron funches followed him and went neil you need some love in your life that is hilarious you need someone to love you that is so you need to wake up and look over and be like everything's okay that is hilarious that's <laughs> was, a great run it was so great to hear that because i was going on after ron and all my stuff is now new baby that's right stuff. oh i will say watch that yeah because i had uh jay larson go up that's too much acid he went up before <laughs> me and um he did a whole routine about how dads are the best yeah and i have a whole routine about how dads are the worst <laughs> and like i just needed to listen to jay right i got off stage and i was like that bit didn't work as well and they were like yeah jay did like 15 minutes about how dads are the best and then i got up and was like they smell like original listerine right they're falling off a ladder oh, on christmas eve it's so funny you say that one, one of the biggest bombs i ever saw was I did a show one time, and I'd just gotten back from doing a USO tour, and uh, there was a guy who was actually coming to see my show that was that saw me on a previous USO tour. He's mm. and like he, he he made it back, and now he's good. And like so, there, and I did all the soldier material, and it was very rah rah, very patriotic, and you know support the troops. And then the next comic did, did not watch me, goes on stage, and this is like right in the middle of like. Iraq Afghanistan war, you know, Iraq war part 2. Yeah. And uh he goes like ah the fucking troops and bup, bup, and starts going into it. He got booed and like they threw shit at it and no. he, he and he ran off stage like Where what? was this? I'm, it was Oh, you don't want to give details. Yeah, it was But it was here. Yeah, it was in the, LA. Uh, it was in at I'll just In say, America. I'll just say the club. It was at the Ontario Improv. Okay. And uh and then he came off like, what the fuck did happen? Like, that bit always does well. And I'm like, did you not see yeah. me and the soldier have yeah. the moment? And, and he That's just funny. went on stage and, like, shat on the whole thing. Oh, you talked to the soldier? Yes. The audience knew there was a soldier. Yes. Buddy. And, like, <laughs> it's the biggest bomb I've ever Can seen. Can I tell you, where was I? I was in Arizona. Yeah. And there was a guy. I wasn't doing well because it was Arizona. <laughs> just kidding. Come on, Arizona. I had one rough show in Arizona, and yeah. I'm doing what my dad does. So I go, Arizona's not a good place. <laughs> just blanket statement. This is 10 years ago. Anyway, yeah. and I there was a guy with sunglasses in the club, and I go, I think I just, I'm not that much of an asshole on stage. I'm just like, uh, got a cool, cool guy wearing sunglasses. I know where this club. is going, yeah. And he, as if he was waiting for it, uh, what do you call it? He picked up his cane and let it assemble. You know, you give the shake. Right. Does a little... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cane. yeah. And uh, that's how he told... He must. He was baiting me. That's yeah. entrapment. <laughs> that's entrapment. He didn't just say I'm blind. He he had a prop and he was ready. And he had the t- and he had the move all planned out. That's like right. this is why I did. Any second, please set me near the front. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I need room for my wingspan. Yeah, I've why? got a thing. Uh, I have a bet. Put me on the aisle. <laughs> but that happened to you. Uh, similar similar thing uh, with the blind is I, I saw someone in the front row, saw sunglasses. Made made a joke. Looked down, saw the dog, and was yeah. like, "What if well, you double down?" <laughs> and he's got a dog. <laughs> this guy brings a fucking dog to the club. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this your emotional support dog, you piece of crap? <laughs> he's and he's like, like, "No, I use it to move." Yeah, getting warmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, it that also was a happened to you that isn't 
on your Wikipedia, forgive, mm. mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. my hand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it said that you you were made fun of by Mencia. Yes. And that's kind of how you got into this? Yes. Into uh, this mess? I was 19 years old. I was I, I, I took my dad to see Mencia for the Father's Day weekend at the Bray Improv. In uh, so that would be 16 years ago. Do so that you're uh, so 2003. I'm gonna put a pin in the story. Sure, you're like close with your dad like that. Very. I'm on my I'm on my dad tip. Yeah, very. My dad cried while summarizing the movie Deer Hunter to me. There you go. And he points the gun at the deer, Peter. (laughs) It was actually very sweet. He goes, "I can't pull the trigger." Robert De Niro. (laughs) But then he also thought the movie was about loyalty and country, and I was like, "Isn't it about?" Losing your mind yeah, in an unjust war, right? Okay, no, it's about country. <laughs> and, like, you know, and that's and that's a perfect metaphor for how people interpret Fox News, buddy. <laughs> my dad and I'm not. I I really do love my dad. I'm not yeah. just saying that as a caveat to we say whatever do. I want. I love my yeah. dad, and he is such a good example of how none of us, myself included, mm-hmm. see anything. We just see. What we project onto it. Yes. So he watched a movie that I think a lot. I, I'm not an expert in the Deer Hunter, but it seems to be like a haunting critique of the yeah. Vietnam War. Yeah. And he's like, "When your country calls, you know, I almost sweat." <laughs> <laughs> My when dad your country went, needs you. You <laughs> you think, almost answer you the think call. about it. <laughs> Not the hero they deserve, right? But the hero that almost—I let other people get the glory. I'm really a giver. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so you're close with your pops, ve- very. And close. you'll go and laugh. Yeah, I took him to a comedy show. Uh, Mencia was on stage. Uh, Mencia started making midget jokes. The uh, the audience that was not around me laughing hysterically. The audience around me at this point were quiet. you. At the point where you were laughing? I don't mean to oh, put you yeah. on the, on the yeah, spot. Yeah. I was laughing. Okay. I loved it. And could, <laughs> it, it loved it. And uh, I don't know why that made me giggle. Yeah, so was I was fun. cracking up, and Mencia looked, and he, no, and he noticed the the change the, well, in, the, a in frequency. the audience. Yeah. Yeah, the nest kicked on. Right. Because like, it was getting warm in a pocket of the club. Right. We, we, we do that, and he goes, like, you guys aren't laughing. And he, and he said the words, what? Is one of them here? And I just raised my creepy little hand in the air, like "What's up?" Oh my god! (laughs) And he goes, "Great hands." And he goes, (laughs) "They're very soft. I've never worked a day in my life." That's Uh, what I say. (laughs) Oh yeah, because I have very soft, clammy hands. Yeah, my whole life people go, "What soft hands?" And I'm like, "Never worked a day." Yeah, I don't. I hold a mic. Yeah, that's the extent of. And I, yeah, if something happens around the house needs fixing, yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So. he saw me and then invited me up on stage and said, like, I want to talk to you. So I, I, I walk on stage. This could go so bad. At, right. Like, looking back on it as comics, we yeah. go, I would never do that. Yeah. Like, um, so uh, I walked on stage. He asked me questions. I answered the questions. I wasn't trying you to be funny. Do question? Yeah. Because uh, I know – I literally know the first laugh I got on an improv stage was Mencia said, so what do you do for a living? And I go, and I, this is in Orange County, California, where I grew up. And I go, uh, oh, I, I work at Disneyland. And there was a little laugh from the audience. And then I turned to them and went, fuck you. I, I'm not one of the seven. That's crazy. And then big laugh. And I'm, I'm just like, the seven. oh, the okay. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was, that, that was the first laugh where I was like, oh, I got to do this. That's really interesting. When I watched your special, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've talked about this ad nause. Sure. I used to know Nick Novecki too. Remember yeah. Nick? I 
Nick is a, another little person comic and LPC. <laughs> He's LPC. an LPC. LPC is what we like to say. Uh, and I've literally known him since we were children, like way before comedy. No way. Yeah, way before comedy. I, I, is he I, from I, the OZ? No, but we went to dwarf conventions together. There are conventions? You didn't know this? No. There's conventions. Wonderful. We all go to the same hotel, and anyone that goes to sleep drunk and just wakes up and doesn't know this dwarf convention freaks the fuck out. I love it. They just go like, what is happening? Because it's like a thousand dwarves like you drank in one the hotel. Alice in Wonderland elixir. <laughs> and like, one pill made me giant. Yeah. Uh, and, so uh, you met him at a convention because yeah. of your shared interest in comedy? Uh, no. Wait, you were kids. Yeah, we, yeah, we were kids. So we so we just we, we, we go to these conventions. They try they try to dress them up like oh we're here for togetherness and community and there's doctors who come who specialize in dwarfism and then there's uh, there's clothing exchanges there's sporting events and by the way if you've never seen a dwarf track meet you have not lived uh, a run uh, oh, a oh, fun oh. run oh it a is very a very fun, fun run, run. <laughs> it is a very I didn't know I ran like that until I saw a tape of me running I go oh yeah I definitely do the dwarf run uh, the dwarf the, the 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 dwarf run I'm sure a lot of you know it but it's either it's either a sideways limp or it's legs going off to the side and not one in front of the other oh, and it there's is, a swivel it is hilarious yeah. and uh they try to dress it up like that but really it's the reason for the convention is to get laid you guys are boning each other oh so much <laughs> there's so much dwarf sex the, so much. Oh goodness! Yeah. I know your wife is not a dwarf. Correct. That's that, right. That's how you know I'm funny. Oh my god! People are like, "Oh, you're a comedian. Are are you good?" I just pointed my wife. This is who I fuck. How do I traverse <laughs> these waters? I don't know how to interview you. I I well, the, here's the thing. You you can take solace in the fact that I you know I'm not going to be offended, and it's fine. Yeah, I know, but I'm like thinking about people being offended on your behalf. He, yeah, and those people are stupid, Pete. <laughs> But how, we're worried, Brad. How egotistical. This takes me to my question. How egotistical are you that, that someone says something that is about a certain group? The group is fine with it, and you make it about you, you selfish asshole. Like, if, if, if someone does a joke about a certain group, and I look at a member of that group, and they're, like, laughing, I go, cool. All right. I yes. worry, though, We're Brad. Good. I worry that there, there's person. pressure that, that that person, like if you're at the Mencia show and yeah. you're laughing, yeah. as, a, as the, I, I've said this before, I was the fattest kid in junior high, which means I was the fat kid, yeah. right? And there were times when people would make fat jokes and I would laugh, mm -hmm. right? Because you want to look cool. Oh, like they prank the phone called me, they'd call me and they, and they would go, uh, big, big, which is, I know, we can laugh now. You're sitting next to my sauna. Uh, yeah. no, I kidding. made it. I, I have a sauna uh, where I sweat from these breasts. <laughs> and I would stay on the phone, Brad, oh. to show them that I was a good sport. Yeah. So I think we worry. So this leads me to my question, which mm -hmm. forgive me. Sure. Let's not make the mistake of saying you represent a group. I mm -hmm. just mean you. Mm -hmm. When you go on stage as a dwarf, you have to address it yeah. in the same way that, I don't know, any any... There's other. There must be a comparison here, but there's certain things with comedy we talk about ourselves. Well, the guy he that would just be... got, I think he got second or third. Uh, he's he, he used to open for me. His name is Ryan D. Miller. Uh, he's a comic, uh, and he was just on America's Got Talent. He has uh, two arms that are like at one arm he has like a finger, like just one, and then the other arm he has like maybe two or three. Yep, and they're dramatically shorter than what arms uh, traditionally are. Uh -huh. So. 
if he walked on stage and ignored it and didn't talk about that, like, and and I've said this, I've said this before, but if I went on stage and, and just started talking about groceries and the, 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 like right. the, the airline food, the whole audience just staring at me like. Does he know? It's like when <laughs> Does, um, is he aware? It's like of when this? Jeff Dunham puts the puppets down. Yeah, and he's like, "So I'm from Florida." Yeah, get the puppets. <laughs> um, there is, but here, here's Dunham the story. thing. What's that? You have a Jeff Dunham story? Yeah. Can't wait. Okay, you're not going to forget. No, because I don't want you, I don't right. want to belabor this. This isn't like a fucking heavy show. No, it's fun. But as I'm watching you do a lot of little people jokes, mm-hmm. I go, "Is he?" Does he want to do these jokes or does he have to do these jokes? Ah, a um, little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, I have to do the jokes because I have to talk about it, like like, like we said. And there's a part of me that wants to Cerebral do... Cerebral palsy is the comparison. Josh Blue, oh, Josh Blue. has to there address it. Yes. Um, and the thing that I want to do the jokes because normally, and this is what I love so much about stand-up, is normally dwarves in movies and TV shows, someone else is controlling the message. There's a writer, there's a producer, there's a director. That's right. I say, enter a dwarf. What's up, you guys? Get it? Up! And you're like, yeah, ugh. Yeah. You're reading yeah. the sides yeah, at home. I'm just like, I gotta God keep my insurance. Yeah. I guess I have to say this horrible joke. But yeah. you're writing it and you're I'm doing it. I'm writing it. I'm in control of the message. I get to control what the audience uh, hears. And I get, to, I, I, I get to control what they experience. So I control the... I control the perspective, right. and I can let them know, like, hey, you, you know, you may have thought this thing about little people. This is what it actually is. This is what we actually experience. And I, and I think, and so far I've discovered this, is that the audience is genuinely intrigued. That's a world they are not familiar with, the vast, the vast majority you of them. You do have the benefit of curiosity right yeah. out the gate, which is one of the best frequencies you can have. Oh, to walk on stage and have the entire audience go... Huh, what's this? What's that like? <laughs> yeah, what's this story? Yeah, what's the story? Yeah. What is this experience? Sure. Like, if, if someone walked on stage and said, I was raised in a cult for 20 right. years, and right. then just left it alone and be like, get back to the cult right. stuff. Right, I want to hear about that. Right. You know, yeah. so, and now, um, like, after two albums and three specials, uh, I'm really getting away from the from the dwarf jokes, I'll never be completely rid of them because it's the only perspective I, I I I have. Right. I don't know how to tell the joke like, oh, I th- th- this is how my day went from a from a five foot ten man's perspective. Right. So when I talk about You're a certain five thing, <laughs> what if I was centimeters? <laughs> you go by You're centimeters. Fun. But for a second, I did think you were five ten. Yeah. I was like, wow. Oh, five ten. Okay, yeah. Oh, good right. for you. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. You you at six nine go. So that's what five ten is. <laughs> to me. I see you completely as an equal. <laughs> the whole world looks like you to me. <laughs> Katie? Yeah. You and Katie. Yeah, for you, anyone below six foot yeah. is just all in the same yeah. realm. And yeah. it's funny because. You know me, what it is? Yeah. Ants marching. <laughs> he wakes up. That's what I see. I'm the table you're dreaming under. Yeah. Skip it. Dave is listening. And I look at anyone over five foot as, yeah, that's all the same. Hilarious. So, like, if you're six, if you're six nine, if you're five seven, it's like yes, yeah, same thing. That's hilarious. Same thing. What the, what the hell's the difference to me? But yeah, so so I'm. So but I'm you're not doing after it. two and three, you're kind of fading out a little bit. Yeah, because that's but that, that's what I mean is there is a burden. Sure. That you kind of 
get the luxury of moving away from. Like yes. even Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. the station agent. Did you see the station yeah. agent? You know, Love like it. he was doing... I thought it was wonderful too. It, 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 watching the station agent as a dwarf is required. Like they they, they told us at the meeting, like the, you, you have to watch this. Everybody stop fucking. <laughs> stop your adorable 69s. I'm sorry I said adorable. It's 33s. But... <laughs> You are fun. <laughs> I, yes, I tend to become the person I'm interviewing. So yeah. I took the word adorable, <laughs> but I feel like that's more for you to say than me. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no, no, but... Stop your valid and equal 69s. <laughs> wow, this room is nothing extraordinary. Uh, but stop the fucking the station agent came. Yeah, out. and so you you, but you he, watched that, and he did that. But Dinklage is one of those guys. Sorry, I know mm-hmm. Dinklage has to be somebody that you've thought about because he has faded out his. He seems like one of those guys. That's he like, went on Saturday I'm not Night doing Live. Fucking bullshit. He he went on Saturday Night Live, and I know this because I know several cast members and writers. And he told them as the host, he goes, "No dwarf jokes." I love it. Absolutely not. And there's a. Part of me that wishes he had done dwarf jokes, and a and a part of me that just insanely respects him for doing that. Yeah, that just goes, no, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, and like, and then he he did some great sketches on there. He did one uh, where he was uh, with Gwen Stefani singing a song called "Space Pants," and it was it was just fucking great. It it, it was awesome. Wow, I don't remember that. Not one reference not to being one, a little not person. One reference Pretty during the entire show, and ass. I was just waiting for it. I, I'm just like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Is, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then, nope. And did, how did that feel? It felt, it, like like I said, I was kind of torn about it because I go, that would have been a great opportunity to do some dwarf jokes and show In a corrective way to yes. make fun of people like my dad. Right. Everybody like, what's going on yeah. with you? What's his thing? Yeah. <laughs> what's happening? So no vegetables? <laughs> you know, oh, so, my God. <laughs> something like that. Wow. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I, I feel like there was a little bit of an opportunity to miss, but at the same time, what a great thing to do where you just stand up and go, no, this is not about that. This is about me hosting this classic show. Right. So I'm going to do that. Right. And it, it was really it was really admirable. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that part. But there is, there is a weird – so here's how it all comes full circle. Uh, so that's how I got started was Mencia called me up on stage. I made the, I made the audience laugh. I got bit by the bug. Proceed. I love it. Fast forward to – you entered the Spider Verse <laughs> about uh, four months ago. I was at the Houston Improv, and I see a dwarf in the audience, and I'm doing jokes, and he's laughing. This is the movie Rockstar. You realize that, right? It is. Uh, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Mark. I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, Stand up and shout! That's, that's how Come you know, on. That's how you know life is too long. Is that we've both seen Rockstar. <laughs> Multiple it times. says on the cover, "It's not my best work. <laughs> it's not that great." Um, I see this guy. I see this, I, I see this little person, and he and he's laughing. And I do a couple jokes about him, and he laughs. And I go, "Yeah, like you're you're laughing, like you're 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 having a great time." And I go, "What do you do for a living?" He goes, "I'm a stand up comic." Get out. And, and I go, "Were you proud? Did you beam?" I was like, "Oh my god, yes! Oh great!" And I I go, like, "How long have you been doing it?" He goes, "About four about four years." And I go, "Would you like to do it right now?" Wow. And I was. 40 minutes into my set. And, and he went, yeah. 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 And he was, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I did what no comic should ever do. But in this, I gave up the microphone. I just said, yeah. get up here. And yeah. the, the audience was cheering. 
And I go do a. I wonder if you had burned any of his premises. If I probably like if two comedians like we were talking about cerebral palsy. Yeah. I just did new faces. There was a hilarious young woman. I'm forgetting her name that had cerebral palsy, and I was mm-hmm. like, if she was on a show with Josh, there's a conversation backstage. Sure. Like, hey, what what are you doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Because and- you don't. It's like the like it's we all have this. Yeah. Jay's gonna do his jokes about dads are great. I need to know. Right. I need to know. And, and if two comics are just going on stage that just had kids, we got to go, okay, what right. are you talking about? And so this kid is kind of in a tricky position because you did 40 minutes. You probably covered some of the basics. Sure. And then what, what happens? And I'm, he, in, I'm invested. He goes on stage. I, ha- I hand him the microphone. I sit down on, on the side of the stage. Just go, I'm going to enjoy some stand-up comedy. He does five minutes. Did you light him? Standing ovation. Oh, shit on a dick. I he love got it. a standing ovation. Wow. And, and here's the best part. His name and his legal name. This is his legal name. Clinton Shorter. Clinton Shorter. Is his middle name Butt? <laughs> like Bill Clinton, but shorter. Hi. How you folks doing tonight? <laughs> I feel like that's it. Clinton, but shorter. Hi. Like, how you like doing? like Rhea Butcher. She goes. I'll sell you a vacuum. <laughs> and I'm butcher than you. <laughs> Perfect. Clinton Shorter. Yeah, that's his name. He's the, and he, and he is, it was at the Houston Improv. And, and he got a standing ovation. And then he handed the microphone back to me. And I almost needed to take a moment and be like, I need to acknowledge what just happened here. Like, this is this was amazing. And now we keep in touch. And he's, he goes, mm-hmm. yeah, the Houston Improv is, is booking me more. And it's like... Because of that? Yeah, because they saw him get a standing O in front of a sold-out audience. Wow. Like, that's... And that, to me, meant more than a lot of things that I've done in my life. I don't mean to be cliche, but as I get older, I'm like, giving and serving and paying it forward. really is. People are really onto something there. And we're so resistant. All we do is medicate. Right. Let's get to the couch and feel as good as we can while we watch images of other people's lives. Right. And meanwhile, (laughs) some real shit could be happening. Yeah. And you could be helping out. And And you did. And 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 it's amazing how good good And it came to you. Yeah, you were being paid while you did that, right? I got paid while I did the really you got nice a check thing. for being a sweetheart. Uh, you figured it out, Brad. That's the best way to do it. You figured it out. <laughs> but yeah, beautiful. So, so the fact that that's happened now, and there's and, and there's several other uh, dwarf comedians who have started uh, since I've done it. Now, I don't know if I'm if I'm the reason why they did. I don't want to assume that I am, uh, but it's nice to know that there's because because. Before there was just there's three of us. There was Tanya Lee Davis, Nick Novicki, me. Yeah, that's about it. I think Danny Woodburn kind of did it for a little while, but like the that that was pretty much it in terms of touring comics, working comics. Right. And uh, so I like to see more. And I don't I don't care if you're like oh, but what what if they do your style of material, whatever. Like I don't I don't care. Do do their jokes. I'll write new jokes. I'm right, fine. Right. I'm 16 years in. If I if if, if I can't write a joke better than someone who's three years in talking about talking about dwarfism then i'm i'm not in a good position right what is that noise oh that is the cord on your workout machine don't call it a workout machine (laughs) that is your cord on your clothes hanger that's so funny (laughs) towel dryer oh my god oh sweet lord okay help Mm me okay we're gonna get to jeff dunham sure you're at a uh, – am I right in saying a dwarf convention, a little person convention? Yep. What are we calling it? Uh, yeah, dwarf An convention. LPC? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's from the organization Little People of America, LPA, okay. started LPA. by the actor Billy Barty. When, he's, when he started it, it was called Midgets of America. 
And that's why I have I'm very torn about the word midget because they started off saying like we're midgets of America, and then a few years later they're like, don't call us that, and I'm like, that's oh. Wait, uh. little people started the phrase, the term midget. They didn't start it. Can I say it in context? I am so. That's sensitive. context. That's fine. That was context. I'm not mad, people. Uh, so they, but they called their organization that. They they didn't start the word, but they called the organization. This Nixon reminds America. me of I saw people asking for money. Uh, and they were old vests. This was in Chicago, probably in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. And they were, and it said, "Help our word children." I don't even want to say it. I'm mm. so sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, "Oh, right." There was a time. It's over. Yeah. When they were like, a doctor would be like, "Your child is blank." Yeah, that was a medical condition, it's a medical term. And then we're right. like, "That's fucked up." We yeah. met, we fucked up. But the the M word started as a self declaration. It, it started before that, and I. <sighs> I don't know when it started, and and this is one of the reasons why I'm so torn and confused with how I should feel about this word. Uh, the word is midget. I don't know if I should be mad, and I don't. If I'm not mad, should I force myself to be mad? I don't know. I'm very yeah. torn because um, a lot of slurs refer to something that is hateful and disgusting, and like it, we call someone this thing because they eat this or because their eyes look a certain way or because their face is a certain color. Like they, there are some roots in evil. I don't know where the evil roots are with the word midget. I've heard P.T. Barnum kind of popularized it, but it was used before that. Um, so maybe that's where it comes from. Right. I don't get upset when I hear the word. For me, it's it, it's very much context because if someone drives in a pickup truck and just yells out "fucking midgets," okay, well then, yeah, that kind of that right. kind of offends me. But if right. they drove by and went "fucking little people," like it's, it's still also all also offensive. You know right. what I mean? Right. So right. I I'm very torn with the word. I always tell people, you know what? I don't mind if you call me that, but when you see another little person out and about, don't use the word. Right. So that that that's how I. Use but you it. use it in your act. Yeah, I use it in my act because I don't want to word that power over me. I don't want to be able. It reminds me of Chappelle's love of the N word. Mm-hmm. He, he said in his interview with Maya Angelou, who obviously is very against the N word. Right. It was a very. It's on Iconoclast. It's worth watching. Nice. Chappelle does this talk, and he kind of defends, and it's it's a similar approach. He's like, yeah. you can't have that. Yeah, I don't want someone to be able to have a word that they know that if they call me this word, they win. Yeah. Like, that's their ultimate, like, sledgehammer where it's like, I can't block that. I have to be mad. Like, they're... Prior certain... had a bit about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, where he's okay. like, when a, a white guy and a black guy are fighting mm. and, and they use that word, it it's not a level playing field anymore. Right. It's weird that one of us has an atomic bomb. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, and and cracker. I mean, it's nothing. It's not the same. It's nothing. Because I mean, there's just so there's so much history and hate, and yeah. murder and disgustingness, right? With, in that word, yeah, and, and and I don't feel there's that kind of disgustingness and hate with the word midget, but and that and but that's also the reason why I don't want it to have that power. I don't want someone to think they have that power over me. And the word is not powerful to me. When you call me midget, I don't have to do a midget thing. Like, I don't have to be like, ah, well, you said that, so now I'm going to go do, you know, now, I, now I'm going to go, go go to my house in the tree. I can't, like, I'm not going to do that. I laughed so hard at you said your house was a mushroom <laughs> with a door on it. I'm so sorry, but that is so funny. Thank you. I, 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 no, I'm not sorry. You said it to be funny, yes. and it really made me laugh. Good. I, um, yeah, because I, I, I always was very confused. I, was, I watched cartoons, and I'd grow up, and uh, 
David the Gnome. They lived in like trees and mushrooms yeah. and things well, like I that. Well, I think one of the problems with little people jokes is they're so easy. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? They're easy. And also, I'm, I'm discussing this in my act right now where I go. Anyone can do one. My group is also one of the only groups that our stereotypes aren't real. What's our stereotype? Like our stereotype. Like our like if, if you go down the list of dwarf stereotypes, it's like, oh, we're leprechauns. Okay, that's fantastical. Oh, uh, we make cookies. Okay, that's Keebler. That's, that's, that's just Keebler elves. That's weird. Campaign. Yeah, like that. <laughs> we say that that like that was history. Yeah, that's we, just that's just that's just big cookie. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's just big cookie sending us their message. Big cookie. You know what I mean? So like, there's all these stereotypes that we have. Like Oompa Loompas. Okay, that's fantastical. Munchkins. That's also fantastical. Right. Like nothing is like. The thing where it's like, oh, no, they actually do that. Right. I think you touched on it. When you get into making fun of how a little person runs, I think we're kind of close to the nerve there, aren't we? Yeah, there we Which go. Which leads me to my question. How do other, um, in your experience, other dwarves feel about your act? Uh, they are usually upset until they see it. Is that right? Yeah. I've had... Because so... I, f- I can't help but shake. Like When somebody is on stage, especially... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a, an Asian comedian sure. for all white people sure. and they're up there or a black comedian or, or anything that's not a white uh, what, normal white Anglo-Saxon Protestant <laughs> yeah and I was trying to look Male. for able-bodied obviously you're able-bodied I'm, sure. what is the word uh, we average s- size we say reachers <laughs> wait we're reachers <laughs> yeah you're our reachers you are funny <laughs> It's such a funny, like, derogatory. <laughs> oh, he's a reacher. Yeah, he's a reacher. Oh, and if you're like, why do you call God. us that? Go with me to the grocery store. You'll find out. You are a fun <laughs> friend to have. Um, but anytime I see somebody really killing a bunch of white people, mm-hmm. doing jokes that if a white person said them would be racist, mm. I'm all, I always get that weird feeling where I'm like, you just gave us a pass. Because as, as mammals, we go... Mm-hmm. But this is just more otherness, more other othering of somebody. Yeah. If they're doing it, it's okay. It's one of these fucked up things we have as right. pack animals and as pattern recognizing mammals. Mm-hmm. So it can be some really racist shit. There's yeah. some I'm not obviously I'm not saying this about you at all. Sure. But I've seen comedians where I'm like, you're just a bad comedian and you go up in front of dumb white people, say fucked up shit that that fucked up white people think, right. and they're like, "It's okay. It, it, this we is can, my spot. Yeah. We can be racist." <laughs> yeah, because like the fucked up thinking is one of them is here. Why yeah. is race? They say this in the British office. Why should racism only be uh, offensive to those races? It should just be offensive. It's right. just offensive. Yeah, it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, and that's why I'm wondering: Do other little people ever be like, "Hey, you're 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 kind of." Yeah, so there's a story, uh, and this ha- this happened to me. I don't know if you ever toured uh, and got to go to Joey's Comedy Club in Livonia, Michigan, but uh, you haven't lived. Oh, you haven't lived until you've, you've been, been there. Joey's in Livonia. It's closed, uh, but uh, <laughs> they closed Joey's. <laughs> they closed Joey's. Uh, but... Was it a kangaroo club? <laughs> Joey, get it? I get it. You got That's it. That's the kid. You're the yeah. sharpest yeah. man I know. Uh, so I was doing a show there, and I was actually protested. By little people, get the the fuck. local chapter of the LPA there came out to my show, and I'm 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 gonna say a line from my act back when it happened, but uh, they came out with the picket signs and everything. Oh wait, they weren't picket signs; they were three by five cards. Hilarious. But uh, they were they were they were really protesting, mm. and I invited them in to see the show. I said, I don't know why you're not liking me, and they said because you say the word midget. That's a horrible word, and you're uh, and you're telling other people to say the word midget. And I go, "Have you seen my show?" Yeah, 
And they go, no. I go, okay. Watch the show. Watch the show. Then if you still hate it, then then we could have a conversation. And because you're a, you're like a brave man, uh, son of a lawyer. So uh, is that right? Yeah. You're so. like I will. Li- Dad, we're gonna litigate. <laughs> we're gonna get five high-powered white suit lawyers, and we're gonna sue your ass. Yeah, uh, that's a great plan. So <laughs> sorry, I invited them all in, and because at the time I wasn't selling tickets, and there was plenty of room, and uh, yes. and. Uh, only three of them decided to see the show. The the there was about twelve, and the rest of them said no. But the three that came to see the show, they talked to me afterward. They're like, "Oh, you're not doing what we thought you were doing at all. Oh, uh-huh. like you're going on stage and you're empowering and you're you green booked them. Yeah, and you took them on a road trip. There it is. And they learned and loved. I and then you came for Christmas. <laughs> the first knock isn't you, but then it is you. <laughs> Green Book makes me cry. Oh, that's a Green Book reference. Yeah. I thought when you said Christmas, that was an elf reference. <laughs> no, dude. I'm glad you clarified in the movie Green Book. Man. Did you make an elf reference at no, me? Motherfucker. Uh, no, never would. Motherfucker. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, and I've performed at the at the Little People convention. I've performed at the convention for about 500 little people, and they came up, and they were, like, awesome. Because, like... They see it and they go, oh, you're empowering. Like, yeah. you're explaining. You're describing the life. And, like, I do uh, – one of the things that they love is that I do – at the end of my show, before I do my, my meet and greet, I I explain rules for interacting with little people. I mm. go, this is what you do. You this say, is what say you some don't of these rules. do. Say them. Oh, all right. First of all. Because I was – my question before yeah. was when two little people are at the convention and yes. they're having this conversation, yes. what people don't understand is like a. three whiskey sours in. I want, the, I want <laughs> the juice, man. A, never pat a dwarf on the head. Yeah, I mean – Never do that. Can we also just say never pat a human on the head? Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. No one feels great. There was a time when bald people in the crowd mm. at a comedy club, yeah. you're getting rubbed. Yeah. Comedy used to suck. Yeah. Comedy used to be like, look at this Cuba motherfucker. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the exactly. bald guy is like, I paid $30. Right. And now everyone's, lo- and everyone's yeah. looking and laughing at me. Yeah. yeah. Never pat a dwarf on the head. Uh, we- Jesus Christ, by the way. Oh, th- and that's the sad part is that these rules – you think you, they're obvious. You need them. You think they're obvious. That's what I'm. That's right. the Jesus Christ that you just got. Yeah. I mean, come on. Then, then, then the next one is, is even worse. And I literally, if I don't say this at the end of my show, I will be asked to do this at least five times. Do not, under any circumstance, when you see a little person, pick them up. I do knew, not. I knew you were going to say that. Do that shit. I don't know why. It's probably. I. This is not a joke. I sometimes feel bad picking up my daughter Mm because she's a baby. And I'm like, this is like the most, your will doesn't matter. She's a baby. Yeah. But making a grown person feel like a baby is one of the worst. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. It it literally is degrading. Yeah. Yeah. It's the definition. What I mean is it's on the nose degrading. Yeah. So, and what's amazing to me is I will say that and some people will be like, come on. And I'll be like, wait, you're. You're, you're, you're disappointed. At that moment, I wish Andre the Giant would come in, <laughs> pick them up by the scuff of their neck, like a mother cat, and go. Does anybody want a peanut? It's the line though. I have a couple questions about the script. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I love your Andre impression. Do you guys want to say bonjour? <laughs> 
Was like, you probably won't. I can't do it today. You I can't. Have, you can't do the Andre enough. impression. I usually have a decent Andre. You and Jason Siegel. Does anybody want to say bonjour? <laughs> I can't. I'll watch the documentary and then it'll, it'll then it'll kick in for I, you. That documentary was only okay for me. It 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 didn't go as in depth as I wanted it to. Yeah, it was very kind of like. And life was hard for Andre, being large. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I figured that. Yeah, <laughs> like he, and he's seven foot six, five hundred pounds. Why did I go in with more lore stories than there were in the doc? I was right. like, where's the story? Matt McCarthy told me that when he had surgery, mm-hmm. they asked him how to anesthetize him, and they said, how many drinks do you have to drink to get drunk? Mm-hmm. And he said, after thirty six, I start to feel a buzz. <laughs> That's why is that not in why, the movie? Yeah, right? Like that why is that? that the mood that story should be on a black screen at the beginning and then fade in yeah. Andre. Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to learn about Andre the drunk. <laughs> so uh yeah, I, I wish in those moments there was that large person to be like this because this is That's what right. this feels like. R- lift yeah. and now you're helpless. And yeah. uh, it's air prison. Wow. <laughs> I like that. It's liberty. Sounds like Removal. a sci-fi movie, Air Prison. Tom Hanks, <laughs> Dave Matthews. Come on. <laughs> I'm up in the air and I'm squirming. I'm stuck up here and I can't get down. Just picks falling out. <laughs> I've dropped 50 picks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that I... Don't yeah, pick. That would be dwarf etiquette. Uh, oh, and then for photos, I don't care if you stand up or if you kneel down. I don't care. That was one that I was wondering because I'm six six. Right. I crouch mm-hmm. or slouch just yeah. for anybody. Yeah. And then sometimes uh, I'm not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, with wheelchair photos and little people, you're sort of like, what? What does anybody want? What do we? What do we? Yes. What do we want? What are we doing? Here? You see a lot of photos. You see hover hand photos. There's also a lot of people like crouching in awkward ways. Yeah. Like, I don't want to look. I feel like, like, I'm like when you. Yeah. I, I feel like when you see someone dramatically smaller than you. At that point, it becomes when I see like a transgender person come up to me and I go, okay, what's your pronoun? Yeah, just tell me. Tell me. Tell me. And I'll do it. I do the boys to men squat if, it, if it's a little what's person. What's the boys so, to men squat? You know, like you put your hands up like you're, you're <laughs> like with, praying. With baby, you put your hands like this and you squat in white pants. Uh, <laughs> I just got baby face wrote this one. <laughs> you're doing it. Let's a, go into the world. Sorry. You're doing like a hip hop thing. I do the like, hip hop. Like, like, like a hip hop. My chain pose. is dangling off my chest. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Sometimes, it, sometimes it's a convenience thing. Sometimes at the end of the show, there's not that much room to take the photo, and yeah. you got to squat down just so we can all fit in that thing. Can I say there's a relief when I'm seated? <laughs> Choice removed. Yeah. Perfect. Choice removed. It's done. Everybody wins. Yeah. Exa- exactly. So all that. Right. Yeah, that would be like the three. That's the etiquette. Now, what are, yeah. what are, is there anything else behind closed doors that would be helpful? Ooh. You guys are having your whiskey sours and you're like, these fucking people these don't fucking understand. People. I don't want to put you on the spot. You no, know, it's fine because uh, I feel like this is a great opportunity with a, lo- with, with a lot of people that would be curious and that would, and that want to know. And that's what you find out is that a lot, a lot of people do want to know and they're like, oh, what can we do that's yeah. good for you? That's, um, I, it's funny because I want I I want to say don't offer help, but then some people like that. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know what you did? I, I watched that Asperger's documentary. It's called Asperger's R Us. I love okay. it. And they go, it makes me cry every time I watch it because I feel like there's a lot of asp in my fam, mm. undiagnosed asp. <laughs> and um, at the end, they go, if you meet one person with Asperger's, you've met one person with Asperger's. And I just start crying. There you go. So I'm yeah. going to call bullshit on myself. There Let's you just go. talk to Brad. <laughs> 
There you go. What's your Jeff Dunham story? Uh, Jeff Dunham story. <laughs> transition. Smooth. And then, what and then we'll go into... I do is I keep it like a bird on my shoulder. Yeah. And I go, if this goes sideways... <laughs> this is, this is, I'm doing a master class. Can you relate? When someone does a master class, you're sort of sad. Like, they got him. Yeah. Like, Bill Gates teaches... <laughs> Programming. Like, how the fuck they got Bill Gates? I don't want Bill Gates to do that. It's like whenever I see like Elon Musk do a podcast or Neil deGrasse Tyson do something for a comedy. Like whenever I would see um, uh, Stephen Hawking like do a comedy bit, I'd be like, he's too valuable. I know. Make him do things that change yeah. the world. I felt that way when I was with Blake Griffin, where with, with yeah. you in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I can't shake the fact that we're just walking down the street, and I'm like, your hands are worth forty million dollars. <laughs> you're just shaking. You're giving people the thing you right. slam basketballs with, right? To just any drunk guy you meet. That yeah. too firm. Bad yeah. season. That would be like us, like being like, here, here's my larynx. Yeah. Like, Would you like to wiggle to my larynx? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's not, uh, it's amazing. But it's he's so worth, that. They, so, he's, he's a thousand people's jobs. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's not, not, not a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, there is that, yeah, there is that thing where it's like, geez, like, don't, don't put it out. We can't insure this man. <laughs> yeah, so like. He's like, just at uh, a Chipotle? Uh, yeah, like. What I if just, there's a bad bean in there? I just watched the Bill Gates documentary on. I've been watching it too. Netflix where he created fucking toilets that I know. don't run on water, electricity, anything. I know. And, they're do- and they put out nothing but. Ash. Uh, ash and drinkable water. Ash and drinkable water and, and like steam. What That's that, the what only that really thing. made me realize was it's not just having money and ability. Mm. There needs to be you have to care. Yeah. And that's what I couldn't believe he wrote an email to all these people being like, I'm trying to get this happening. And do you remember this in the doc? And they yeah. go, most people didn't reply. I'm like, you Bill get an email Gates? from Bill at Microsoft.com and you're just like, ah, Bill G. <laughs> Willie G. <laughs> Willie G. At boys to men. Yeah. At my, like you get an email from Bill Gates yeah. and you have the stones or the idiocracy to just be like, no, if I was if I was Bill Gates, my email address would be a gif <laughs> like some something that you'd have to be a genius programmer. It'd be right. like, put in the gif of Homer going through the plants. <laughs> That's my email. And you're you, like, how? You, we'll find you'll find out. You'll find out. Yeah. Uh, 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 Wozniak has his card is is coded. I love it. So when he gives you his card, you have to you have the, to you have to decode it. Can I tell you? Yeah. James Corden on this podcast told a story where to give Tom Hanks was going to give James Corden his phone number, mm-hmm. and he sent him a Mission Impossible box with like shit to figure out. And at the end, after all this impossible math, yeah. he called the number and and fucking I said Cruz, right? Tom Cruise. Hanks. I said Hanks. It's yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, Forgive Cruise. Me. Okay. Because that makes sense. Mission yeah, Impossible. Mission Impossible. Okay. I've been talking about Hanks a lot. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks is listening. <laughs> I thought it was me. Uh, and then he dials the number. Yeah. This is like several days later. How could he know? Sure. Tom Cruise answers the phone. Now you have my number. <laughs> What the shit? That's so awesome. (laughs) You imagine that? Like Wayne Gretzky says, if you can shoot 
from the top of the circle, hit the post ten times. Yeah. I appear. That's and you're it. like, what? Yeah. And then he does. He feel the dreamsdom. <laughs> he feel how did he know it was now him? Now you have my number. Now you have my but That's you know amazing. a couple of times he was like, Now you have my number. Oh hey mom. <laughs> Sorry. I'm waiting for James Corden to call. Yeah. Uh so oh oh so Jeff Dunham's story. We'll do that and then we'll get to uh how I met my wife, which is one of the reasons why you want to be on this podcast in the first well, place. It's a fun story. Yeah, it is. Uh <laughs> so I was doing the Montreal Comedy Festival, the aforementioned Montreal Comedy Festival, which I I also have a question for you after after I'm done with this story. Um I was on the Jeff Dunham Gala. Uh and uh it, it was a fun gala, you know, he hosts it. For those of you who don't know, he hosts it and brings on like eight different comics. They perform. Gala they, is they, just a pretentious word for a show. It's a show. Yeah. It's a show. And it's then a they spectacular. Air it on it's Canadian television, and it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So uh, he brings me on stage. I do my set. Um, I got a standing ovation in that in the big theater. It's incredibly and impressive. It was. Awesome. I got a seated, polite listener. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> We're Canadian. <laughs> we don't want to interrupt you. Uh, I gave them shit in Montreal. I was like, you guys don't give up a role very easily. <laughs> and someone went, We're listening. It's the most Canadian thing. Wow. We're listening. Like, they don't want to interrupt with yeah. their laughter. Yeah. Um, and they gave me coding. So I go, Thank you. And I'm, and I'm walking off the stage. Dunham comes back on stage. And can I just stop you? Because yeah. this moment. Of before we know what happened, okay, it's just delicious because <laughs> I am so nervous and frightened, and it's just no, just know it's going to be great. Okay, uh, Dunham comes on stage and goes, "Brad, get back out here," and I'm like, "All right." So I just walk back out there. I don't know what's happening. I'm casting Jason Siegel as <laughs> Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Brad, Brad, get out here. Can I play me? <laughs> oh, I meant Sudeikis. Oh, 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 Sudeikis. Yeah. Okay, yeah. As long as I can play me and the part, yeah, and the part doesn't go to Dinklage. You got the part. okay. Good. He gets so much. Uh, so I walk back out, and he goes, "I just want to take a selfie with you and have the crowd in the background." And I go, "Oh, oh, okay." I like I I didn't know what was happening. I go, "All right, that's fine." Like he hasn't done that with anybody else. And then I and then he he asks for and by selfie he means the assistant comes out and takes the photo with the crowd in the background. Is my and, assistant selfie? Yeah, and <laughs> and the assistant runs out. As the assistant's running out, I see his case where the puppets are and where the puppets sit, and and I go, "We're not doing this this way, Jeff. We're having some fun." And I jump on top of the case, and then I say, "Get get behind me. Put your hand on my back." Let's go. Oh, I thought that was going to be his idea, and it was going to be a terrible story. Oh no, it's my idea, and it's a great story. <laughs> so he he goes okay, like he's very like I didn't want to do this, but like he he puts his hand on my back and he starts like we both have microphones, and I start moving like a puppet, and he does a couple jokes. I'm like, and then we're improving back and forth, and the 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 audience is just laughing and like going like this is the craziest thing we've ever seen, and then he stops puts his head down and goes, oh, my God, this is the worst thing I've ever done. And then I say to the microphone, no, Jeff, I saw your second special. And oh. he laughs so hard. That's the audience the laughs so hard. Of comedy. And then we just had this moment. We And then we took the photo. It's on my Instagram somewhere, at Brad Williams Comic. Of, that out. Of, <laughs> of us like on stage at the, at the Montreal Comedy Festival with him what fun. manipulating me like a puppet. See, I... I, I... Want to move? I, 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 I. It's Jason. Uh, 
I can't I, say I, names I, I, today. Yeah. Who do I mean? Jason Sudeikis. Jason. Jason Voorhees. Who's in Arrested Development? Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah. I, I, uh, 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 I don't think that's what means. Yeah. Josh Rubin, uh, I told him I was doing that on stage, but I was like, I got that impression from watching you do it. And bless his heart, he was like, you can have uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Jason Bateman. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's all it is. That's all. Uh, so speaking of the Montreal Comedy Festival yeah. and speaking of puppets, I have a question for you. Yes. Did you think yeah, I was I the did. puppet? I did. <laughs> there, we were doing a roast, and there's a puppet named Randy. 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 And, and they uh, were like Randy felt face. Randy felt face, and Randy felt face, which is the Clinton Little of, <laughs> of puppet names. Yeah. Um, he goes, his identity is secret, and he yes. says, "Do you want to see who I am?" Yes. And you walked out. Yes. Well, I, it, it, it was so great because he's behind this cardboard. Like shield, yeah, and it's separated from the back, so you know no one's walking out, or or no one's. So you see Randy Randy Feltface just go down below the cardboard, yep, and then I popped up above yep. the cardboard, and the place went nuts, yeah, because they're like, wait, and you and I what? looked at each other because yeah. I was I was like fully reacting to a magic trick, <laughs> and f- my face was shocked, and then afterwards I realized, can we say this? That oh. you're not Randy Feltface. I mean. Yeah, we can say so that. F- as much as, as you far know. As people know. <laughs> but, but that's why you're asking, is because yeah. you're like, how could you fall for that? <laughs> I'm a gullible guy. You and if Ch- you but, say I'm Randy Feltface, yeah. I'm like, who's pretending to be Randy Feltface? Michael Che also felt for it, so don't yeah. feel bad. Yeah. And uh, so, but like, so what that means is I was behind the cardboard the entire show. Wow. And no one, like, and I was just down there. And That's also, I'd like to think that was one of my considerations. Like, no way I was down there for an hour or 20 minutes yeah, to, I, for one gag. Which I was. Which you were, unless I was, you are. And I was there because I, cause I knew it would be great. And it was actually uh, Randy's idea. So it was great. I love it. It was, it was and to watch uh, that whole thing, uh, how it is executed, is unreal. How he does it? How he puppets it? Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Well, you've been behind the curtain, literally. Yeah, and then yeah, and then I popped up, and I just saw you and Che. And you were freaking out. L- and L- Lil Rel came backstage and saw me. After that, he goes, "Brad, can you just because like Pete and Che think you're the puppet? Can and you tell them? Can you tell them you're not the puppet?" And I go, "What are you talking about? Hilarious! I worked at Disneyland. I got I I got to keep the magic going. Yeah. So keep he, the belief. Yeah. So he's like, "Well, I mean, you're not the puppet, right?" I go. Well, no, I'm not the puppet. Rand- I almost yelled, "Do the voice," because <laughs> Randy is also Australian. Yeah, so so I, I wasn't doing it to screw you. No, it was more like I, was I have doing to hear it this. To go do the voice, but yeah. I was like, so there was a part of me that was a little reserved. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the same way if Seth MacFarlane walked out here, you'd be like, "Do Peter Griffin," like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, but I also it would have people would have gone nuts if you had proven it by doing a perfect impression. <laughs> Little did I know it would have ruined the Yeah, rules. yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you can do it. I cannot. Yeah. It, it's a it's a really uh really high Australian accent. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that that was a lot of fun and, and I'm so glad that you were actually I I, I did buy I, it. I'm, I'm glad you were fooled. I believe in Santa. <laughs> um I do as a metaphor. Listen. Mm-hmm. So you met your wife? Yes. On a three-way app called Thrinder. At at the time it was called Thrinder, now it's called Field because Tinder sued them for copyright infringement. Wow! Uh, uh, so I want to be a lawyer for Tinder. <laughs> Tinder you lawyer. swiped right. We have the data. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a season. They got a season. You cease. cannot fight if you swiped right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, 
It's a contract. Uh, Yeah, so um, I'll tell you the full story. The full story is that um, I was burnt out from the road. I'm going to need you to start with how you started having three ways on an app. (laughs) I'll get there. Okay, just know know that you're talking to a guy that that's interesting. (laughs) I know. You can't start with... It was interesting to me. Okay, good, good, good. good. Um, I, I was burned out from stand up. I did three years in a row of 48 weeks on the road. And that's that 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 can burn you out. So I was burned I didn't out. Like hearing that, yeah, right. Like you just hear. That I used go, to see Ugh. the schedule of people that won last comic standing, and I was like, oh, I guess I don't want to win. <laughs> like it's, it's, pretty just, ma- it's pretty madness. Yeah. Uh, and someone offered me a job as a morning radio show host in San Francisco, California, and I said, sure, that sounds great. Yeah, I, I don't have to travel. I don't have to get on planes. I didn't realize the nightmare of waking up at 4.30 a.m. every day. But uh, so I took I took the job and I started doing this show uh, with some amazing people, uh, Kevin Klein and Allie Johnson, who are still on the radio, but now down here in Los Angeles. Um, so we do we're, we're, we're doing this Kevin show. Kevin Klein? Yeah. Not the actor. He's a radio DJ. What's up, everybody? I just, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of time in not between the, movies. Not, I want to tell you about traffic. <laughs> not the guy who played Oscar. Artist uh, Artemis Gordon and Wild Wild West. Not that guy. Wow. Um, I would have gone Sophie's Choice. You went to his demons. <laughs> you went right to the back it's of his more closet. It's fun if you do I that love movie. That Will Smith passed on Neo. <laughs> to do that To do Wild movie. Wild West. You That's... know why? No song in the Matrix. Mm-mm. Ones and zeros going around. <laughs> Morpheus coming to town. You can't do it. Can't do it. Can't It'll do work. it. Uh, so one of the games we decided to play on the radio show because I didn't know anyone in San Francisco. I I, I moved there, yeah, and I I had no friends. Is we we decided to play a game called Tinder or Grinder, where we would flip a coin based on what it would land on. I would go on either a Tinder date or a Grinder date. Ah, I flipped the coin. Uh, side note: the very first time we played it, it landed on Grinder. I did go on one Grinder date. Uh, Are you bisexual? I'm not. Uh, so you just you I just, just fooled a man. I mean. <laughs> I made a profile. I matched with a very lovely, large, redheaded, uh, bearded man oh. whose profile name, and he told me to only call him Ginger Bear. Uh, Ginger Bear. Ginger Bear. You may call me Ginger Bear. Ginger Bear. And I went, all right, Ginger Bear, meet Gummy Bear. Let's do this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So, and we had a very... We if had, you're a Gummy Bear, you're red, man. <laughs> That's a high compliment. <laughs> We had a very lovely date. I explained him the whole thing. I said, like, hey, this is a radio thing. I'm straight. And he goes, I don't care. Let's go have fun. So we went and we that it, it was. Oh, you told him right up top. Yeah. I I, I told him. And we, we went to a sports bar. We we, we drank. Uh, we watched sports. He told me I was handsome. It was literally one of the best dates I've ever been on. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty damn great. Shout out to you, Ginger Bear. So the next day, I'm going to go on the radio and I'm going to talk about my date. Uh, with Ginger Bear. Someone calls in and goes, you guys doing Tinder or Grindr? Have you heard about Thrinder? And I go, fuck, is Thrinder? What? And he goes, oh, that's Tinder for people trying to have threesomes. Wow. And I'm like, I have to imagine succeeding. If you're signing up for Thrinder, you're down for two. (laughs) So I go on the app, and I go, yeah, sure, we'll try this. I go on the app. I match with uh, two... Uh, very lovely women, because you can go on as a single and match with two other singles. You can go on as a single and match with a couple. You can go on as a couple and try to get a single. Oh, uh, so there's all those different options for you. And uh, you look over. I'm signing up. Yeah, <laughs> Val, I have an idea. Val, we need a new photo. 
You remember what I said? My birthday's coming up. <laughs> I just met a guy named Ginger Bear. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, so I matched with two women, and we all agreed to go on a date together. And we meet at this uh, coffee shop down in North Beach. And But one of the women does not show up. Just doesn't show up. This is your first time using Thrinder. Yes, first and time. Somebody bailed. Somebody bailed. Now it's just Tinder. So it's just, yeah. <laughs> so now it's just me and uh, and this other woman, and we're just gonna meet, and we're gonna make sure that we we are who we are from the photos. You yep. know, we're not being catfished or anything, and then we're gonna go do the thing that we're we're eh, we're gonna go fuck. Okay, like that. That's what we're gonna go do. Let's, it's a consent app. Yes, it is, and. Uh, and on so we go oh she's not showing up okay well do you want to just uh have this date and she's like yeah that's fine and as we're talking getting to know each other we're like oh crap i like you uh uh-huh. like i don't this is not i don't want to just this go back this is the back. movie preview oh shit yeah. i like you <laughs> yeah we <laughs> 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 on a threesome <laughs> side <laughs> 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 Three sets of the genitalia was in the future. Uh, Do you think Dave Matthews has had so many three ways? One time he was having a three way and he forgot the other person was there. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Under the bed and waiting. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's so great. That's so funny. God, that's funny. Having um, fun is fun. Sometimes. It is. So, I like that you're silly. Uh, so, oh, it's because my parents are in town. I'm extra silly. Perfect. Chilly. Perfect. We 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 go on the date. We like each other. Uh, we 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 don't go do the sex that night. No we, boning. We we don't do it. You said let's postpone. Yeah. Didn't didn't do it the next night. Then then you went out the next night. Yeah. Second second date. No. Uh, so. And we just like each other, and we started dating. And uh, two years after that, I proposed to that woman. You are fun. I met my wife on a threesome app. And it's have insane. you had many threesomes? <laughs> a few. <laughs> when you on when, the app? Not on the app, but just we because that's just a straight romance app. Yeah, you guys know. <laughs> that's like that's, that's your e-harmony. That's what we're. That's where we go to commit, Pete. Get your mind out of the gutter. No, we no we we have our threesomes at eyes wide shut parties oh like gentlemen my God. and women wearing the red robes. <laughs> so, but yes, we've done that because when you meet on a threesome app, it's like you oh, know you're down to clown. That's on the table, and but are you finding them in the wild? Yes, and I will say that free range, free 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 range three ways. Yeah, organic. Yeah, free free range. Farm to table. Yep, that's <laughs> what you want. Little parsnips. You want a parsnip three way. And I will say this for anyone that sounds like, oh, that sounds like something amazing that I want to try to do. I, I, I would say as long as there's complete and open communication with your partner, it's not one person saying, like, I want to do this so I can have sex with other people. Right. It's not well, that. Well, that was in Demi, Demi? Demi Moore's new book. Oh. That Ashton Kutcher cheated on her. Mm. And he used the fact that I think the person he cheated with was somebody they had had a three way with. Oh. And he sort of used the hyper male logic of, mm. I've already been having sex with her. So what's the difference? What's the difference? There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference if she's not there or she does not know about it. Yeah. Uh, because as, as my wife tells me, and, and this is the most sort of sound logic I can say, is that. When you're when when you're in a relationship and you decide to do something like that, we are using the third person as a sex toy. Right. No, I've heard that before. They are not 
in like we are not. And they know that going in. Yes. This is like what sex, uh, I was going to say sex people, yeah. but they have like a very nuanced vocabulary where that might sound degrading to you or I, Sure, you need to be like, this is a fun thing. Yes. They know that. They Everybody, know that. But that's why- We are not I've considering like, the third person's emotional well-being. Right. Like, uh, other than- Obviously consensual. Right. But not like, we're not like, oh, are they getting what they need from this- interaction no interesting for us it's like no are you like is my wife getting what she needs am i getting what i need and then and that person's okay with that and, and, and that, you have this conversation beforehand yes you're like you are here to facilitate right this and we like we don't want to really speak with you afterward this is not going to be like a friendship where occasionally this happens like no this is done this is a one-time thing oh interesting and, and then you're gone you have a no repeats mm-hmm. a well, no repeat clause yeah. oh. We huh? we huh? Vi- we violated it. Uh, Is that something that you do in the lifestyle? <laughs> wow, good, I mean, <laughs> good code word. Uh, I read the Middle word. Ditch article. Oh, okay, okay. He says you say in the lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that that's something that. But this was a person who was very clear with that role, and yeah. she was very okay with it. I could see that being uh, a turn on to certain people. Like I, yeah. I didn't used to understand. Like S&M or something, I'd be like, it'd be weird that you want to be uh, degraded or, or wearing mm-hmm. some sort of harness or whatever. Sure. And I'm like, no, some people have their sexuality mixed with some strange psychological mm-hmm. feelings or whatever. And that is their, sure. that is their missionary. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. normal and sexy for them. And as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, don't care. Yeah, like, you're in business. Do your thing. Uh, so, and, but also we've met, we've met people that have a similar way of thinking than us, but... It seems like they're married just so they can have three ways. Right. I'm married to my wife because I love my wife. Yep. She's the most important thing to me. Anything else that happens is a wonderful bonus. But if it doesn't happen, that is perfectly fine because I have an amazing partner. You don't just want an enabler. No. There was a time when – one time when a particular woman was literally like on her – in the car driving to our place so that – action can take place and uh my wife just kind of looked at me and goes is it bad if i'm not feeling it right now and i go that's fine yeah called her said sorry not today yeah that's right and maybe another time put the relationship first exactly that's beautiful and so when you do stuff like that you have to be sort of hyper aware of that and extra sensitive that's why i think that's why it gets a bad rap is because like when people are like we're we're, uh, we're opening it up and you're like I don't know if you're the most communicative person I've ever met. <laughs> like, I hope you are. Because it right. takes some real fucking courage to be that open <laughs> it and does. honest with somebody. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and I, I'm glad that we've had those conversations. And uh, I'm glad that I, I, I feel okay to have those conversations with my wife where I'm not like, oh, God, if I even bring this up, she's going she, she, she's gonna to yell at me. It's like, they did this no. on Easy. Did you watch Easy? Easy. It's one of the best shows on Netflix. Um, Which one was this? It's every episode's like a vignette. There's like three. Mar- Marin is one of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they do I did the three way. They do yes. the open marriage plot. And one of the right. Things it that was I Orlando love, Bloom. That, and... Well, it's not that one. Oh, not that one. That's a great episode. Oh, okay, not that one. We love that one. Okay. Val and I love that episode because uh, she loves sexual tension. <laughs> oh, so that's like her favorite okay, episode okay, okay. to watch. It was an, uh, yeah, it was another one. Okay, but there's a whole there's a whole uh, run. It's like yeah. their whole plot is that they open up their marriage. And one of the things that I thought was so interesting was that one person grows out of it. That's mm-hmm. something you have to be 
very aware open of. to and yeah because if, if my wife uh tells me tomorrow like oh by the way we're just not doing that anymore dude and, and i go great and i understand that women I mean, typically I... get stapled with those types of feelings but yeah. i'm that kind of guy yeah like sometimes sex is like this makes the most sense in the world <laughs> sure we should live like pirates <laughs> let's put a dagger in our yeah, teeth yeah, yeah, and yeah. wear a scarf right. and run around and drink rum sure and sometimes i'm like I said it to somebody. I was like, I, like I love sex, but it's not my number one, and mm. it's not worth the emotional checkbook balancing. Mm. Like for me, mm-hmm. some people it is. I understand, but you got to sure. put that work in. And I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little too norm core. Yeah, to, it's to chase it because I'm a sensitive guy. Yeah, uh, you know, I I totally understand that, and and it, it, it's something I was having this conversation. I was talking with the comic about all the really weird fetishes that are out there and the porn categories and. And if you're into that kind of stuff, then okay. As long as, like I said, as long as it's not hurting other people, I don't care. But I, I said to the guy, I'm like, I'm really glad that I, I'm a guy that can just <laughs> have missionary position and be like, this is great. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad that I'm. Brad, you're right in my. I have a bit I'm, about this. I'm happy about yeah. that. I have a bit about watching porn mm-hmm. and then uh, discovering something weird. I think I say fucked up in the special, a little judgmental. Okay. But something atypical that you didn't know you loved. That complicates your life. Yes. That, and you're it, like, I want you to bowl cum cats at me is, is, <laughs> is the example. Like, because, well, one of the problems that we're having with porn is be, people are becoming novelty addicts. Mm-hmm. It's not sex necessarily. And this is happening a lot with young people because their brains are developed. What am I, Andy Rooney, all of it? What is this, <laughs> a TED talk? I'm just saying, if you see that diversity of sexual stuff, too chances early. are yeah. if you go on just like a regular meat and potatoes date and you have regular meat and potato sex... It might not be thrilling enough to the part of your brain that got right. hooked on novelty. Right. It's like, wait, we're not doing a role play where you're my daughter? That's right. It's like, uh, Dude, no. why is that so normal? I don't know. It's become so normal. I, that used to be. I was thinking, I'm not trying to be funny, but I was thinking about things like ass to mouth. We all know what that is. Yeah. In the 70s, you went into the back room in the back room of the back room right. for the ATM videos. Right. And now they're just showing up on now the it, main page. Yeah. And we're like, what is that? Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my God! They didn't cut. <laughs> there was no edit. There, that's how that's I know. That's my porn experience. That's Hoping how I know. for an edit yeah. with Pete Holmes. That's how I know I'm getting too old. Is because now I'll watch certain scenes where certain things like that will happen, and I immediately become very concerned for the actors and Me actresses too. involved because we're so showbiz. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Where I'm like, how did you? What did you know that was gonna happen? Uh, don't even watch it unless you want to. But they yeah. did like a, it was 2020 or one of these things in the 90s, early 2000s, mm. where they showing porn. I think I'm embarrassed. I was young and I watched it hoping I would see some boobies or something. Sure. Instead, I was haunted and they were showing like there was like slapping and all this stuff. And, and it's like Barbara Walters or somebody. And like, this was not discussed before the video. And like, I was like, fuck. Oh. It's one of those things. It, it's, it's, it sucks. Yeah. I kind of want to do a bit about how we should pay for porn. I feel like that's I mean, an we easy should. We absolutely should. Like, I don't want to, but we should. George Clooney is pretending to be a fucking trapeze artist's manager, and he makes $40 million. Right. And this is, you know. This is, this is happening for free, and the girl made $1,000, and the guy made 300 bucks or something. Right. Like, that should And then the joke would be, you say some 
graphic sex shit. <laughs> and this is why I don't do the bit. I, I got bored just talking about the bit. Interesting. But any who's all. Uh, I, I, but so yes, there's parts of my life and parts of my relationship with my wife that are not traditional. But then there's other parts that are very boring. And I think that's really good to have where you have the like, yeah, we're crazy over here. And then yeah. we're very. You your freak flag. Yeah. You call it a freak flag because sometimes you take it down. <laughs> And you just play Uno. Ah, a like flag that. goes up, it goes down. Yeah, it goes it's down. a flag. It's not a freak turret. Are you, are, are you doing a Seinfeld impression right now? I am. That's a flag. You fly the flag. Fly the flag. You got what? a freak flag. Why do you fly the flag? flag. Why does it fly? It's attached to the pole. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not flying. It's flapping. <laughs> play your freak flap flap. Yeah. Let that, it flap. That's what they just say. No fly. <laughs> it's a no fly zone. <laughs> You've been grounded. Uh, got it. If you're, when you get to the point where your comedic voice is so clear mm-hmm. that you can just put it on like a pair of slip-on shoes, it's, you've uh, made it. I've heard uh, uh, some podcast, Bill Burr described it as... <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you what I do. I tell you what I do. I punch the fucking muffins right in front of your fucking face. That's oh, what I do, you, de- you fucking fairy. Yes. <laughs> you like that? You like yeah. when I do that to the fucking muffins? That's so Put cute. my finger in every fucking blueberry. Uh, he described on a podcast, and I, I think this is one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of a of a comedic voice. Is it takes you ten years to build your own joke machine? So, like, you took ten years to build the Pete Holmes joke machine yeah. to where now you can drop in a topic or a news story or a life event that's, that's and a Pete Holmes joke comes out. That's my favorite compliment is sometimes people will be like, that sounds like a Pete Holmes joke, like a headline oh. or something someone else said. And I'm like, I'm so proud. Right. I, it took me a very long time yeah. to get to a point where I'm like, yeah, that sounds like what stage me would say about that. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because there's sometimes when I say things and people go, oh, that's a bit. You should do it on stage. I go, no. Nah. Yeah, I understand that there's funny content here. Yes. Like, it's it's a me bit if it's, there's something like, play, what am I giving, what, what is wrong with me today, Katie? I'm just giving little talks. I like look. Why the talks got to be little? No. Ah, <laughs> I look away from Brad so I can think more clearly. <laughs> no, there just has to be something silly and playful about it. That's yeah. all I want to say. And then I'm like, now it's a Pete Holmes joke. Now it's a Pete Holmes joke. It's like a Rory Scoville joke. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you don't just want to give Rory... A, a premise. You want something that he can play in. Yeah, like it, if you went on stage and started doing like, let me tell you about the Trump whistleblower right, in Ukraine, right, right. and we're like serious, be like, what is yeah. Pete doing right I now? I just want to be a jar of frosting. <laughs> I want people to go like, I know. You mean your body type or your act or what? My body type is a pear <laughs> at best, my friend. I am a soft pear. Not ripe. Soft. Not ripe. Soft. It's not juicy. <laughs> It's dry and soft. Oh, that's What if so you've been funny. to a pair and it was dry and no juice? Brother, <laughs> that's a human head. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. What, uh, brother? Brother, let me tell you. Brother, <laughs> that's a human head. You ever have to poop so bad you pee second? That's, <laughs> that's such that's a funny. great line, by the way. She said it and I wrote it down. And, and, and sometimes, I, I don't know, Val writes, you know, little... Biddies and ditties, mm-hmm. and I love her dearly. That's fantastic, man. Um, what were you? Oh, it's, we're, we're we're at ninety minutes. Oh, is that normal? Is that long? Is that well? We're going to cut out most of it. Oh, okay. J.K. Simmons, <laughs> drum better. Yeah. Um, 
but we usually talk about the meaning of life. I okay. feel pretty silly today, but I, I don't want to rob you of your chance to get on the record. Oh, with the with the. So, what do I think the meaning of life is? Well, what do you think? It, the where did all this come from? Here's one of the things I was talking to somebody about recently. Who was it? Whitney Cummings. Oh, great. We were talking about how like when you um, make plans. Mm-hmm. For a vacation or something, mm-hmm. it quells our anxiety because you're basically saying, "I'll be alive." <laughs> you know, you're like, "I'm going to go to Hawaii next month." Yeah, I'll be alive yeah. next month. It's one of the th- coping mechanisms we have for this very absurd reality. Mm-hmm. Just a swarm of molecules that somehow know we're alive, mm-hmm. and that's very terrifying. And I think one of the things we do is one, we don't talk about it, mm-hmm. and two, we make plans, buy things, fuck things, eat things, sleep, watch TV, because it's very, if you tap into it, it's a fucking trip that we're alive, yeah, and something, we don't know what it is, Wants is kind of a a more a more a more anthropomorphizing word, but something is. Mm-hmm. What's going on here, Brad? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Where did it come from? What okay. do you have a, a a feeling about? My my general thing about life is uh, the same advice my dad gave me about driving. Sit up front, Mencio. Call you to the stage. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Uh, he said, don't change your speeder direction that causes someone else to dramatically change their speeder direction. Oh. Uh, so I try to live a life where I'm not stopping someone else from living theirs, where they're they're doing something. And rather that that can be a simple thing, like when um, when a car is turning right and I'm in the crosswalk and the car is waiting for me, I will run. Or do a little jog or like, yeah. hey, I'm going to hurry up a little bit. Just a little. Why is it so offensive when someone walks as slowly as they can? Or, Brad, mm-hmm. I hate to be a negative Nancy, mm-hmm. but when someone's making a left, mm-hmm. so there's three lanes and there's a left turn lane, but they're in between the left lane and the turn lane. This is the thing I yell most in my car, not proud yeah. of it. I go, tuck! <laughs> tuck in! And yeah. they could, but they're yeah. blocking they your lane. Right. And there's a lane for you. Yeah. They're just not thinking. Of course, they're not thinking at all. They're not doing it to fuck with you. They're just not thinking, but we hate this. You're saying think of other people. Yeah, think of other people. And and, and I think we get mad about that when when someone's – Going slow and going slow in the crosswalk because they're taking away the most valuable resource we have is time. Is there is is they're 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 saying your time does not matter. I'm going to take as go as slow as I want. I don't care how it affects you. Yeah. Um. The best life advice I ever got was uh supposed to be an a piece of advice that helped me with improv comedy. But ended up, I took it as life advice, and yep. it's, it's going to sound really morbid at first. Well, yes and is the best life advice you can have. It really is. It's the whole uh, Buddhist principle of um, resistance. And so, but, so I'm going to say it, and then I'll explain it. The improv the plot of teacher just said, hey, just, just remember this one thing. Nobody cares about you. Meaning like mm. when you're in your head about doing improv about like, oh, I'm going to say this line. That's going to be stupid. They're all going to hate me. It's not going to be funny. They're going to think that I'm the – no, no. They don't care. They don't care. They, they, they don't care that you just said the line that maybe wasn't the absolute perfect line. They don't care that you missed your entrance. They don't care. Yeah. They just want to be entertained and they're amazed that you're even doing this without, without, without yeah. a script. I took that as life advice. 
that's saying, obviously people care about you, your parents, your friends, your family, they care about you. But when we get in our heads about like, oh my God, I didn't text them back or um, I'm making this invitation. What if it's not colorful enough? What, yeah. what if I do a weird color in my house? Why will... did Anthony Jeselnik open the invite but not reply? <laughs> <laughs> Things like that where we, we get in our heads about someone's going to judge me because of that. Yeah. N- nobody cares. Buddy. Nobody cares. We were kind of talking about that before you even said that because the guy in the car who doesn't tuck mm-hmm. isn't thinking about you. So when I was a young man, yeah. I'd come home from a party and be like, actually, what am I talking about? I, I still do this. Mm-hmm. I wrote an email where I was, somebody was, we were trying to schedule a meeting and then it fell off for five months. Mm-hmm. And then I replied and I was like, hey, just following up about this meeting. Um, I just want to meet for laughs and chips and dips. Mm-hmm. And... uh or just chips. This is exactly what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, dips do not have to be a part of this. And I wrote dips as my sign-off. Yeah. And then Val laughed so hard when I told her this. I was like, you don't think they think I'm calling them dips, do they? <laughs> She's like, I didn't even know dips was an insult. Yeah. I was like, no one is thinking no that thinking much about, about no. you. No. They just read an email. They read an email. But back in the day, I'd go to a party. Did I offend them? Did I do this? Did I do... Do you think they think because... They're... It's like... Yeah. No. There's a freedom in going, for the most part, people are thinking about themselves. Right. Relax. Relax. You'll be fine. It's you are fine. fine. It's good. They're not, they're not, they're, they're not freaking out about you. The, 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 the same way, think about your life. Are you caring? That's right. That so-and-so didn't use the right font in That's their invitation? Right. And no. when they write you the email three days later and they're like, hey, when I was at that party, I said nice haircut. And I think maybe you thought I was joking, but I wasn't. You're just making it about you again. Yeah. And you're robbing me of more time. <laughs> I understand that you think you're being sweet, but yeah. you're actually kind of just manipulating me into thinking about you even more. Yeah. At this point in my life, when someone walks really slow in front of my car, I take that, I, I, in my good times, I take that as a reminder that the present moment, this is Eckhart Tolle alert, mm-hmm. isn't a means to an end. Mm. So enjoy, be happy as someone's walking by slowly and slowing you down. Instead of thinking the story, which is what your mind is saying, this person's stopping me from getting to where? The fucking dentist? Okay. You're going to be happy at the dentist? So yeah. when I'm inconvenienced or slowed down, mm. this is new stuff for me. Mm. I just go, I'm going to be happy now. This guy can't control. It's like you with the M word. Yeah. This guy can't control my mood. I'm not that right. fragile. Man, I, that would have been great advice this past weekend. Uh, I was doing a show, and then I was going to treat myself and fly to, uh, after my show's in New York, and fly to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and watch my beloved uh, Denver Broncos play the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And we were about to take off from New York uh, to land in Chicago, where I would, where I have an hour to make my next flight to Green Bay. And as we're backing out the, the plane, a guy stands up and goes, I can't be on this plane right now. Whoa. I can't be. I need off this plane. Wow. And I'm like, I have to, I have to go. TikTok, like, <laughs> Mr. Wick. We don't have time for this. It was yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, no, but like, and, and, and uh, it, I had to take some different flights. The flight got canceled. I, I have, I, Wait, I, they didn't just stop and let him out and it was a whole did, thing? They did, but then they had to do the paperwork and like recompose. I do we have to stay for the paperwork? I don't think so, <laughs> yeah. but they did. Yeah, dude. So, You're touching but, on, travel is such a great teacher yeah. of surrender, which is such a hard word, but it, it, it's a beautiful life principle. I was flying to see Ram Dass, my great teacher in Hawaii, and they just 
because I didn't check in, mm. they gave my ticket away. Mm. And that was real rubber meets the road where I'm like, I'm going to meet the guy who tells me <laughs> to flow and to not resist <laughs> and to make friends with change That's and so with funny. suffering. And I'm like, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> but I mean, that's the great thing about that spiritual teaching is there's always a fresh um, opportunity yeah. coming. There will be there will be another there's one, another one which not... is why I'm like, that is the grace that people are talking yeah. about. It's like there's always going to be another moment. Yeah. Where there's going to be another flight where you think you're going to miss your game. Yeah. And you go, whatever it is. Yeah. fuck it. Zoom out. We're on a planet. We're in we're in infinity. I'm just going to I'm not going to let this. Yeah. Throw I, me off my axis, and because I, I I I calmed down. My wife was with me, and I go, "Hey, if we if we miss the game, it's all right." I had a great weekend in New York. I'm with yeah. you right now. That's it. It's fine. I, it, Are it, you? It, it's a the game. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it's all a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all a game. And uh, the last piece of advice that I I I, I say a lot is, um, uh. Everything in your life happened exactly the way it did, whether you worried about it or not. I don't know who that quote is, so I'm sorry I can't give them credit. But uh, I think it was Ryu from Street Fighter Two because <laughs> when you said that, I wanted to do some karate kicks because that's oh, a great okay. uh, yes, uh, of the dragon. Everything happened in your life exactly the way it did, whether you worried about it or not. That's right. So when I find and myself worrying about something, I go, "This is not changing the outcome." Anxiety is paying interest on a debt that isn't yours. That's right. It's not affecting. Or as Jesus said, uh, you "Don't worry about tomorrow; it has enough worries on its own." That's that's like it. Mm. It doesn't change anything. Yeah, so you can why? prepare, you can plan, maybe, but sure. worrying is just a fucking lie. Yeah, I mean, and I still worry, but at the same time, I try to repeat that, so I go, but "It doesn't matter." But that's what I'm saying. Matter. The worry becomes the reminder to remember that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So instead of resisting the worry, treat it like an app that vibrated and went, "Hey, remember, <laughs> now is all you have." Right. Be happy now. Don't yeah. be happy later. I'm scared to death about being a father. I I I, I worry. Oh, I, I'm, I'm I'm scared. You're gonna. Be but then great. at the same time, the, and where I, I go, well, that's not going to change the fact. What what will change me being a good father or not is maybe reading some books, doing some research, yeah. having some discussion with my wife, preparing. Like that is something I can do. I got it. I I'm completely with you. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm I'm on a big Eckhart Tolle kick, but he says like the biggest gift you can give your child mm-hmm. and anybody, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is your presence. So yeah. it's like instead of telling your kid what to do or what not to do, or just entertaining them or just feeding them, mm-hmm. some of the best moments in my life are just being with Leela and witnessing her being, yeah. not what she's doing, not that she's being cute, not that she's performing, mm-hmm. just being fucking quiet in the morning. It's it's a not a means to an end. I'm yeah. not teaching her something. No, They're, I'm not taking a picture. I'm not making a memory. Yeah. I'm just bearing witness to her, and I swear to fuck, she can feel it. Mm-hmm. That's what kids are looking for. I think that's what I was looking for most of my childhood. Well, I mean, what what do kids always do? Hey, Dad, watch this. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They just want your attention. Yeah, they and even when they're there. not doing something, I mean, my, one of my goals with Leela is I I want us to have the type of relationship where we can just be together. If she's on the couch, even if she's watching something or whatever, I can just sit there and read, just share space. Yeah. That's a fucking be- Those are my favorite moments with my wife when she when we're just on the couch with the dog just be and just watching like safe chopped 
Safe to be. That's it. Val was reading, um, I didn't read a lot of parenting books, but I read a lot of books about mindfulness and presence and Mm -hmm. spirituality and stuff. So we had this funny moment where I was like, I should read more parenting books. And then I was like, every book I read is about parenting. Because how you do anything, as Richie Roy says, is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. So if you can be present and be patient. Like we were on a plane. Mm-hmm. Val and I were on vacation, and we ha- when you're flying with a baby, you have you have to feed the baby yes. during takeoff and landing, so sure. their ears pop. Mm-hmm. So we had everything set up. I read that. I'm so happy. I knew yeah, that. dude. <laughs> Pro doing tip. It. Doing it. So we had everything set up for one takeoff and one landing. Mm-hmm. This was on a small plane, and the sm- I've never had this happen in my life. The small plane made another stop. So we're landing mm-hmm. 15 minutes into a 40 minute flight, and I'm like, "What's going on?" It made another stop. And then it took off again. So I'm like, we're now unequipped. We yeah. have another takeoff yeah. and another landing. So Leela starts crying and freaking mm-hmm. out. And what you're supposed to do in the Western tradition is also freak out. You're supposed <laughs> to demonstrate to the other passengers, I am also freaking out because that looks like I'm trying to do something. Right. It looks like I, like you put on a little show. Yeah. Val and I, I'm very proud of us both, held the baby. She's freaking out. And you tr- you literally try to slow your heart rate, slow your breathing, demonstrate calm. Leela snapped right in and, yeah. and calmed down. It was beautiful. Yeah, she see she sees you guys being calm. Yes, and goes oh, and there's what nothing it, to fear. It's it's mom and dad are calm. That's right. It's it's God, it, it's so it's life. Strange that you say things like that because it, it's uh, there's there's examples of that with we we have a pit bull. That's our dog, and that's. Another frequency absorber. Yeah, and that and that if, if you're tense, if you're scared, the pit bull is tense. That's it. But if you're happy and fun and oh no, this is fine. Yeah. Then the dog's like, oh okay, it's fine. Yep. They they pick up on all that the same the same way kids do. I w- I've been on a couple game shows in my day, and <laughs> I'm good at them. And usually it's you playing with like a, a, a I don't know how to say this buzzer a non famous person. Oh okay, okay okay. So there's a guest and a reacher. A Reacher. <laughs> it's me and Jack Reacher. Yeah, yeah. So Tom Cruise is there. And that's now how you have a number. Yeah. <laughs> We're too yeah. far to high five, but we did, did it. So what I always tell the people that I'm playing with, whether mm-hmm. I just did 25 words or less and I've done Pyramid, and I always just say to them, just be calm. Yeah. The whole thing is this is for $10,000. This is the final round. Right. This is for the trip. 20 is- seconds left. Exactly. Like, They're just trying to freak yeah. you out because yes. that's good drama. Right. And I just go, we will win mm-hmm. if you just stay calm. Yeah. And and we win. Yeah. I played six games of 25 words or less. I think I won. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I don't want to say. You won some. We won a <laughs> yeah. lot. Yeah. We won a bunch. That's great. Because, and if you watch, I keep going like this. I just gesture with my hand. Mm-hmm. Just be calm. Same thing you do with Leela. Same thing you do with a pit bull. You yeah. just go like, just take it a word at a time. Breathe. And you'll win. But that's life. Life mm-hmm. keeps going, this is for your identity. This right. is for your father's approval. Right. No, it's not. What's just that? be in the fucking moment. Relax. Breathe. It's fine. Come back to your body. Yeah. Don't get lost in your mind. Yeah. Play the game one word at a time. This next set will determine the next 10 years. No, no, it won't. No, it won't. 
No, oh, well, that's stand up too. This mm-hmm. set is the most. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. I'm going to tell some jokes. I'm going to tell this joke. Then I'm going to tell that joke. If I fail, all right, I'll learn some. I'll, I'll, I'll learn right. from it. I'll it's, do it again. And I failed a hundred billion <laughs> times. What I used to say when I was on the road, I go, no matter how it goes, I'd be in my hotel leaving. Yeah. You're wearing your stupid shirt that you're going to wear at the show. <laughs> Feel like a schmuck. <laughs> you're leaving. You got your set list in your pocket. Yeah. And I go, no matter how it goes, I'm coming back to this room. Mm-hmm. And that that's it. What could happen? Yeah. You're not going to die? Yeah if, it, yeah, if it goes great, I still come back to this room. That's right. I've either way, I'm having up. a hot jerk. <laughs> it's either going to be a happy one or a sad one, but no one's stopping uh, this guy. No one's stopping this hot jerk. This hot jerk. Oh, that's so funny. Heated. Heated. Well, I, I think we did some meaning of life stuff. I think we figured it out. I think we, I, I think we just solved all the world's problems. I love this compliment. I love getting it, and I love giving it. You're a day off. I love having podcast hosts on, mm-hmm. and comedians, obviously. And, mm-hmm. you're, and you're great at both. Ah, oh, well, thank Go you Go to the About much. Last Night cruise. Yes, because uh, well, here's what's happening. We're about to hit 500 episodes. Edit this out. I'm stopping. Uh, Adam will continue the podcast. I'm stopping so I can be a father and have a little more time to spend with my child. I'll... I'll, I'll pop in if we get like a really famous person, like I don't know, like if Pete Holmes agrees to come ah, back. You're um, fun. But then we are doing the About Last Night podcast uh, or the About Last Night cruise. So uh, 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 just go to ah, damn what is the damn website? Uh, follow us on the social medias. You'll you'll find out. Yeah, and uh, type in About Last Night podcast cruise. I'm sure yeah. it'll come up. Well, yeah, stuff will happen. Brad Williams cruise, Adam Ritter cruise, uh, and we're gonna have the podcast. We're gonna have a costume contest. It's gonna be Halloween weekend of tw- of 2020. Where and, um, we're going from Long Beach to Mexico, wow. and uh, we're gonna have the goddamn comedy jam on. So we're gonna have fun. yeah, we're gonna there there there's gonna be a lot of fun. Good. So. Yeah, uh, please come on that. It's it, it's gonna be a blast. Follow me on Instagram at Brad Williams Comic, Twitter at Funny Brad. All my tour dates are at Brad, BradWilliamsComedy.com. If I'm not in your city, wait three months. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not January through March, because that's when I'm taking my paternity leave. <laughs> you are beautiful. Taking some time off. I want some skin to skin contact, dude. That's that's another advice. Yeah, in the hospital, mm-hmm. shirt off, baby on. I yeah. don't care. I got. If I got looks, I don't even remember. I was only looking at the baby. Yeah, but that is a serious bonding opportunity. Love it, and that and that and that's why I'm doing it, and that's why I'm taking a little time off, doing a few less gigs. Uh, gonna, gonna stop doing the podcast, but because I want to be there, I never want to look back. I I don't think I'll look back on my life and be like I that that's me buzzing. So I'm sorry, uh, Brad. And it's of course it's a robocall. Um, I'm never going to look back at my life and, and say, like, I wish I would have missed more of my daughter to do more shows. Yeah. I wish I would have missed a girl? more of my... Yeah, it's a girl. Yeah, I just so. tell people, girl. I don't... I don't the, so, gender reveal part, it, it's... Yeah. Spoiler alert. There's two options, okay? Like, it's it, it doesn't... She, uh, they, she could change. <laughs> but <laughs> it, for now... Yeah, for now, that's it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, girl, and it's wonderful. We're thrilled. My wife just... Uh, she painted the... Nursery. She's making a mural of uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles, where both her and I are from. So there's some Orange uh, County. We have a map of San Francisco because that's where Val and I met. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, that's and just doing it. nice stuff. You know, there's water there. It's exciting. Uh, we put together the closet. People donated to baby clothes to us. It's really that's sweet. Great. You you see this building. You see this happening. My daughter's not even born yet, and I'm just like. This is going to be my life. This is my purpose. Now, yeah. I will tell you the one thing that kind of fucked me up, Pete Holmes, yeah. is that when I realized that my daughter's livelihood depends on my ability to come up with really messed up ideas and thoughts. Yeah, 
I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Val, I was like, this is vulnerable to admit, but I was like, I, I feel like I'm a, uh, Lila would think I was cool now, mm-hmm. but she won't know what I do or even be aware of what I'm doing until she's like 16. Yeah. So I had this, this again, I'm not proud of this up, but I was like, will I be like relevant in 16 years? Will I be cool in 16 years? Mm-hmm. And Val just goes, Lila will only care that you're her dad. She does not care what you do. What a great And I sentence. was like, yes. What a great I never sentence. was like, my dad's an oil man. Right. You know what I mean? He was my dad. Yeah. My dad was a lawyer, and I found out only later when I got older that he was a damn good one. And uh, He stopped the whole Thrinder debacle. The whole, whole thing. Uh, and, and like had some pretty high-profile cases and stopped some people going to jail who were not who were not guilty like he got some people off you know that uh it's great it it, like he did amazing things and he was just your dad and i never cared about that i just wanted him to come home so i could tell him about my day i wanted to go play golf with him i wanted to spend time with him that's all and that's how uh that's how your child views you that's how my daughter is going to view me and that's what a veil is for What's that? That's what Avail is for. She lives with an ogre that's like, but what if I don't have 20 <laughs> hot minutes? That's it. That's uh, you'll be her dad, dummy. Yeah. Oh, that's... are you going to eat these human bones? <laughs> no, you can have those. We're going to litigate. We're going to uh, get a couple of people off. You're going to eat some bones. Oh, my God. Your daughter won't care if we have another HBO special. That's right. <laughs> she won't know what television is. She don't care about your followers. She's on VR fighting <laughs> the Nazis. She's vaping a thing we don't have yet. <laughs> She's wearing 3D goggles and dreaming. Yeah. We did it. I love it, man. What's we- the hardest time you've laughed? Real oh. quick. Oh, the hardest I've ever laughed. Yeah, in oh, your life. Oh, jeez. Oh, I was just telling this story to somebody. Fuck. I'll. I'll give me a second. Be calm. That's I'm right. A, I'm like your guy in the game show. One at a time. Be calm. Oh, the hardest I ever laughed. I know. I. I know exactly what it was. My dad. Turn the mics off. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was gonna be your dad. Uh, we were ha- we were having a family dinner, and my dad looks at my mom and goes, "I just want mashed potatoes." And my mom's like, I made this whole thing. And she's, he's like, I just want mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes and gravy. That's all I want. And I go, oh, uh, okay. And my mom's like, oh, all right, I'll make you some mashed potatoes. So we're having this dinner. I forgot, I forgot what it was, but my mom brings this big plate of mashed potatoes for my dad, put, puts it down. He pours some gravy on it. And we're all like staring at each other about to have our family dinner. And then my, and then my dad just goes, I'm tired. Face plants into the mashed potatoes. Oh Gravy and mashed potatoes fly everywhere. And I laughed so hard. Oh, dad. I must have been like Your dad's six, king of the dad joke. Seven, eight, like yes. that and and that was a moment where I, I cannot remember laughing that hard. That's and, all you need. And he and my mom had no idea. And the fact that she got mad after he did that made it even better. Yeah. Like she was like, "What? You made me make mashed potatoes just so you could?" Do- I made a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he did a bit. He did a bit where and he just your mom said, cooked I'm, a bit. I'm tired. Smash gravy goes everywhere. Mashed potatoes go everywhere. It was wow. awesome. That that was the hardest I've ever laughed. That's good dad energy. That's right there. great dad energy. He's just showing you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Dinner is just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what matters? <laughs> J O. Why don't I put my face in the table? <laughs> Splat. It was perfect. I'm gonna go do that with dinner with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. 
do it. I for real would do that. I will. I do do it, and then post the video not to, not to public. Just send it to me. You have better videos on your Instagram. I can't compete. I have some pretty good ones. I know you do. I I, I had one where I was riding a tricycle in a bra two 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 nights ago. In a bra. In a bra. There was a bar. Was they, it a gigantic bra, and you were riding the tricycle around like a skateboard park? Uh, you were wearing it was a in bra. a bar. If you ride the tricycle, oh, a and, bar. I thought you said a bra. Yeah, no. Uh, well, no, I was wearing a bra. Oh, I'm sorry, but it was, but it was in a bar. Same letters. Uh, yes, <laughs> and just different. Uh, and if you ride around a circle in the tricycle and uh, wearing a bra, if you run, if you ride around the bar, uh, you get a free beer. So I, so I did that. And got a free beer. Wow. I, I, even though the entire show that I had just done was at the bar and they would have easily bought me a free beer, I thought, eh, this will be fun. I got an excuse <laughs> to <laughs> let loose. You're going to let your freak flag flap. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We ended on a callback. Yes. We're not supposed to say we did it. We should have got out before. All right. But you got to say keep it crispy. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Brad Williams. You're, li- you're listening to the Pete Holmes podcast. You made, you made it weird. And I'm hoping all you out there are keeping it crispy. Yeah, dude. Thank you, Brad. We're keeping it crispy. Still ended on a callback. Ah.